You guys done laughing? Watashi wa karayo. Yeah, that's Japanese. I picked that up from all the times you guys talked about me behind my back. You guys think I don't see all around me? Do you know how long I've been in the WWE? I've done it all. Matter of fact, I'm moving my own goalposts. I want that title, I want everything, and I am coming for it. I am coming for you, Roman Reigns. But not at WrestleMania. I mentioned taking counsel. Roman, one of the individuals I talked to, he knows you very well. Now I'm gonna ask this nice and slow so you can comprehend the question and answer it correctly. Are you a sick, perverted, power-hungry freak? No. <laughs> I'm a very well-respected businessman the world over. do for me and me only yeah you got one right but let me tell you this I am no pervert help it uh, we're fucking running with it we ain't trying this one again this is far you say again <laughs> this oh is, man we had to take you know, four in a minute <laughs> the one that i was fucking around with was the best one <laughs> i know i know i know and i almost used it in um, my real intro hey welcome back to the top of wrestling podcast i'm the professor he's odm i uh, wow <laughs> wow is all you can say. I'm going to start with something a little bit different. I'm going to tell you something, and either you're going to be like, yeah, I already said that. Or you're going to, or, or, or a step further, you're going to say, yeah, I already said it on this podcast. But I saw something the other day, and my jaw hit the floor. Beverly Hills Cop 1. The movie starts, uh, Axel, uh, his friend from out of town comes in. He's got the bearer bonds. They go out drinking. Mikey. The strip club, they get shit face, come home. What's that? 
Mikey. Get, they get ju- they get jumped by the two goons. One's the henchman. One is uh, you know just the muscle, right? The henchman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you already knew. Yeah. No, no, but go ahead and say it. I, yeah, it's it's Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and El Camino. So you ready for this? Is that the other night I decided to watch Forty Eight Hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte? Nick Nolte, yeah, yeah. And when they're in the hotel where they're finally trying to get to the the big Indian and Gans Nolte's backup same cop same guy oh, shit. I go oh shit there's Herman Trout he was he just was, playing I a saw cop the... in every movie he could back in the 80s yeah or, or a stooge yeah I mean I saw a mosaic of him and I was like wait that was Murder She Wrote and that's fucking he was in a bunch of those fucking late 80s early 90s uh, TV shows good for him well hey good for us because this week we have just a, kind of a, one of the least filled shows that we'll probably have in quite some time just because no pay-per-views in the Monday Night Wars we're even down a show in the Monday Night Wars it's WCW going completely unopposed and shit it's from the old Marine Midland Arena in Buffalo New York which is now basically, I mean, it's gone through seven name changes because then it what, went to like HSBC Arena. Uh, yep. And then I know, what is it now? Key Bank. Uh, I don't know if it's still Key Bank or not. Uh, I, I might even have that wrong. Who the fuck knows? It's changed its name just keep too many times. Names. It's funny. I just had a yeah. conversation with someone the other, the other day. They're like, so what do they call the Bill Stadium now? I go, the Ralph. They go, no, no, it's something else. No, nah, I go, it's either Orchard Park I call or it Ralph, the Ralph to me. I'm like, it's still the Ralph. Yep. Yep, it's like going I, I to think, the New Yankee 90... Stadium and being like it's some whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's still yeah, yeah. It's Yankee Stadium. No, I'm with you. And not only do we have a and. very limited amount of news that we'll have to really cover, we also got our brains to the table. But we also have our movie of the week, which I think would be kind of fun to chit chat about as we kind of go over some drama, suspense movies, some favorites like we did a couple weeks ago with the horror movies, not the. Horror, or no, I'm sorry, it was horror, not horror. Uh, oh, 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 that's twice. Strike that. that, reverse it. Yeah, you know, if you look up a picture in the dictionary. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, man, uh, it may fit in line. It could possibly happen. You never know. But Jacob Fatu is a free agent right now. You know, he I did get to see him at the New Japan Battle in the Valley a couple weeks back. And, you know, he's making his rounds. He's done the, He is done completely in MLW. He's done a couple things with New Japan. Does WWE pick him up? And would you suggest directly to de- uh, developmental, by in which I mean NXT? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, I was actually thinking about this uh, before the show. Uh, and I, I didn't formulate any thoughts about it. Now, I think I think ultimately the move is to go to NXT, even if for a brief run. Ultimately, you have to acclimate him to the way they do things in WWE, uh, not only in the ring, but also on TV. And uh, also, cameras. right. And you also have to figure, even if he was familiar somehow with that, you know, maybe through his family already. Things are changing. You can see the presentation on Raw and SmackDown changing very slightly. They definitely are making it more sports, but you still get the stupid things like 
This guy's coming to the ring for a match. Go to break. Come back. Interview in the back. Back to the guy still standing in the ring with the music still playing. Now the other guy can come out. Two minutes in, take a commercial. Right? Like, that dumb shit Just still cut happens. cut the one hour out of <laughs> <know>. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I would think developmental, even if for a short stint, would be the first stop. Yeah. It's funny, because my wife and I were, we, we were watching, uh, I think I've told you this a while back, but, like, we were watching, uh, Jersey Shore just kind of binged through it last year just for fun like watching stupid smut TV and the amount of times that when they come back from break they show you like three minutes worth of recap of everything you just fucking watched and then we were watching wrestling not too long later I go see everything does that I'm like look at this I'm like it's a fucking short attention short attention spans yep absolutely yeah if you don't remember 45 seconds ago let us refresh your memory If you were so captivated about the uh, migraine medicine we were peddling during commercial, we'll pull, we'll pull you back in. Can we go back to that? That was a really good commercial. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, if you are being accused of poo-pooing on someone, I guess play the victim and maybe you can get out of the whole thing. Maybe. I don't know. Is that what the plan is for John Laryngitis? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Joe Laryngitis over here. Uh, yeah, apparently his lawyer is claiming that Laryngitis is also a victim. I'll give you the quote here. Apparently he spoke to Vice News, <clears throat> and he said, quote, Mr. Laryngitis denies the allegations in the misguided complaint and will be vigorously defending these charges in court, not the media. Like the plaintiff, Mr. Laryngitis is a victim in this case, not a predator. The truth will come out. Follow that up with. Read the allegations. Read the federal statute. Power, control, employment, supervisory capacity, dictatorial sexual demands with repercussions if not met. Count how many times in the complaint Vince exerts control over them both. Oh, Vince, not only do you have really awesome biceps, today I took a laxative. I'm going to have the squirts everywhere for you, boss. Yeah, uh, I don't buy it, but... I don't either. I don't, well, hang on. I don't know, man. It, it powers a hell of a fucking drug. Not going to say money, drugs, this, that. I'm going to say fucking power. The dude is so much in power that he was able to defecate on a woman, and she, for quite some time, actually kept her mouth shut. You know what I mean? Even after the first several times. Anyway. I don't know. I'd like to maybe hope maybe hope for John, but at the same point, he's been the biggest yes man. It's probably his idea. Hey, boss, I got an idea. You know how much yeah, you I mean, it, poop? You know what's funny is you can't fucking sneeze around this dude, but you could fuck, he could shit on you? Yeah, it is weird. He has a lot of weird tics like that, but apparently this one's not one of them. <laughs> I mean, I guess he figures it's not I, his head, so... And he did go shower right afterwards, so... I think it was little John that sent me a very funny video. I don't even know what it was, or maybe it was you, one of them. Uh, TJ Miller, the comedian, uh, mm. was in some TV show or something like that, and it said Vince McMahon be like, and he's like, so what's it going to take for you to, to do this, man? He goes, you want Richie to suck you off? He'll fucking suck the dick right off your pelvis. Holy shit, I laughed so fucking hard at that, and I was like, that is Vince and his whole <laughs> setup right now. Yeah. <sighs> Well, but that power, that, that thing of power of that. Go, I think we applies to Leonidas, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I think we spent enough time last week on the, on the poop. Plus, if you really think about it, 
The intro said it all with your lie detector. Great job, ODM. Great job finding some <laughs> sound clips. Way to contribute. Um, before I get into the really big meat and potatoes of news, I got to say, I was bored on Sunday night. You could either watch, what was it, flag football for Pro Bowl, whatever that shit was. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I don't, I've never watched Pro Bowl since like maybe I was like 10. Honestly, this year, I'm not even watching it. Yeah, honestly, this year, I don't even think I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. Nope. I think I'm going to make other plans. That being said, um, this past Sunday night, decided to watch NXT Vengeance Day. And I just want to take a couple notes away from this. I don't want to go through uh, each match. I know that you think I talk very long-winded, so I'm going to cut straight to the to the to the to the gist of it. Okay. You know, I you know I don't I don't want you to think that I'm going to talk really long-winded. I want you to think that it's going to be very short and sweet. You know, this this next part that I'm going to talk about, you don't, you're probably where's the rewind sound effect? Be... <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how long I can go with it. Uh, the Wolf Dogs, which is Baron Corbin and uh, Braun Breaker, both came out on matching hogs, man, and it was pretty cool watching them both come out. And uh, and I don't mean like pigs; I'm talking about they were on like motorcycles, by the way. Yeah, Henry Goblin was walking behind him, uh, but they defeated Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes in the opening match, which was also the finals of the Dusty Classic. Dude. There's this one part, and there was twice in the match. The first one happened where Braun went running up against the the ropes, just doing, like, regular running. I believe that, like, Trick uh, did, like, a fall down in front of him. So you have to step over him while running, and then you're heading over to the other rope. And when he did it, his body went so fast or hard that when he went and hit, like, the middle rope, his head snapped and hit the... Like, threw and hit the top rope coming back through. Where, like, almost would have broke his fucking neck, basically. But sweaty enough that he was able to graze right back through. Immediately had a cut on his head. <clears throat> he never really bled, actually. It was more like a pretty... One of those, like, real big bad scratches that doesn't bleed, but it's just a motherfucker of a look. That's what it was. Um, and then, I believe it was five minutes later... Carmelo went to go do a move off of the second rope, like doing like a jump off thing, like a springboard. springboard. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he kind of slipped or whatever. And by the way, Wade Barrett was on commentary. I think we were wrong about who's going to be on commentary. Maybe Booker T is going to be on SmackDown going forward. But uh, Wade Barrett and the other commentator go, Maybe something's wrong with these ropes. Maybe they're not tight enough tonight, which makes me wonder because for Braun to have gone through, hit his head that way, mellow nearly botching. I was like, it kind of looked like a botch fest, but then I wonder if the ropes really weren't that tight. Small minor thing. Decent match overall, but Wolf Dogs ended up winning it. The other match that's worth talking about, there's two more. This one uh, is Dijak versus Joe Gacy. Crazy Joe Gacy. They have him just being just a crazy son of a bitch, right? Well, this no DQ match, he got indie like, which I fucking love. You want to talk about old school Triple H being in charge kind of thing or, or catering to that because I've been to many indie wrestling shows and a lot of them like to use 
toys. Like Legos is what you fall on top of and shit like that. Joe Gacy grabs out a big bin. Hang on. First, he puts a couple of those real tiny plastic soldiers that just have the platforms that they just stand on. You know what I mean? The real thin ones. Puts a couple of them up and then just pours a whole thing on top of it. Problem is, Dijak, when he was supposed to land on it off of the top rope, went too far to one side and actually almost hit more of the bar of the table. So he hit some of the toys, not all of them. I'm just saying that it's allowing things that Vince would be like, we don't use that shit. But let me ask you this question. What do you think hurts more? Putting, you know, just the table there or if you put some of those Legos. You ever stepped on a fucking Lego? Oh, yeah. You ever landed yeah, on a goddamn kids. Lego? Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but then Joe Gacy grabs the fucking duct tape. I'm like, okay, all right, you're going to duct tape him to the rope or you're going to duct tape him to or his hands together. Nope. Duct tapes this dude's eye shut all the way around Dijak's head. Like, literally above eyebrows and his nose. He actually, Dijak had to adjust it so that his eyes were completely closed, too, at one point. Um, Did a couple moves, took a couple things, like a couple hits or whatever. But then, while blindfolded, Dijak actually countered and did his move, his finishing move to him. Took the... Tape off, ended up having a couple more moves. Dijak wins. A really fun, hard-hitting match that I was not anticipating seeing. I was like, hmm. I'm going to scan through this one. And I was like, oh, shit, this is not bad. Ilya Dragunov took on Trick Williams because Trick won that Iron Man Survivor Challenge. Uh-huh. And this was his match, officially. And... When multiple times where it looked like Trick was going to have the chance of winning, I'm like, I just don't see him pulling it off. He actually kicked out of Dragunov's, like, one of his top ropes where he does the forearm smash right to your face. And Trick kicked out of that. I go, oh, my God, maybe we are going to get a new champion. Because I've been hearing things that Trick may actually get a pretty big push. Probably more than Carmelo, because look at his size. He's a good-sized guy. I think he, he's going to go. You know who he reminds me of watching him? And he does kicks like him where when you're running from the rope and he jumps up with his leg in the air and he hits you in the knee or with his knee, looks like Booker T, man. And I'm not trying to, you know, pigeonhole in any way, but he reminds me of Booker T, a fast, young Booker T. Like, just like right now we're watching a 98. I, I would say push him, get him on the main roster. And they already have kind of done that right before WrestleMania, if you've noticed. Some of these guys have made their way up there. But after Dragunov wins, the whole match, I'm looking at Carmelo Hayes. I go, this motherfucker is wearing a leather jacket. Now, I'm not saying he always doesn't wear one, but it was extremely resemblanced. It resembled. It resembled. Shawn Michaels' is, uh, <laughs> leather jacket from the barber shop, and I go, uh-huh. oh, God, I really feel like it looks like it. And I'm like, maybe, maybe not. Then this fucker turns on him, and actually ends up hitting him with a chair multiple times in the leg. And I think what we're doing is we're probably building towards uh, stand and deliver because stand and deliver is their well. First, they're having roadblock. They said, which is in March, and then they're gonna have stand and deliver, which is of course WrestleMania weekend. That's going to be your Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, huge 
first feud or be blow off, you know, not blow off, but something big that's going to happen there. And I think they may take it over to their main roster since they're already up there and they've been on SmackDown and whatnot. Exciting shit. I actually, and dude, NXT, way more exciting than uh, anything AEW has done recently. Anything at all. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be that hard this day. And I mean, you know, now that it's back to what it was initially, uh, you know, I was talking to Wheezy about it the other day. I was like, yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's back, you know, to its uh, height of where it should be. And, uh, you know, it's it's harder, though, because the whole point is you don't know. You can't just turn on the program and be like, oh, yeah, that dude and that dude, right? You can do that with the main roster. You can't do that with NXT. But once you get over that, you definitely you can weed out the talent, the people that are going to make it, the people that are going to make it just because they have the look, you know, and all that. So. Which Definitely. is what helped me because I did watch Deadline, the mm-hmm. Iron Survivor Challenge. Right. And also on this had Lexus King. He only did a backstage thing, but it set up a, a match for what would be last night's NXT. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to keep up with it a little more because it's way more captivating and interesting than anything AEW has done, as I you know already said. But one thing I, get, I can't really get on board with, Rock's daughter. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a big meaty head i just I, I can't how'd you go from wrestling from for one year and i don't even think she even had a full match by herself i'm pretty sure everything was multi-tag with her team mm-hmm. and now you're a gm probably because they realized she couldn't go in the ring so they're like oh fine i'll just give you this position how about your assignment manager <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get into the real meat and potatoes, the biggest part of what's been going on over the last couple of days here. Um, SmackDown, which I happen to be able to watch live, one of the very few channels I do get in with the uh, antenna. Shocked to see, because I was like, okay, I want to see how things turn out here. And I knew it. I called Bailey. Of course, I called the Bailey situation and EO. Um, did you happen to watch any of that? Honestly, I walked into Wheezy's the minute the last uh, thing happened. Segment. Okay. Um, but, so, uh, yeah, but I, I did see the clip. Uh, I love the angle. I loved how she just started speaking Japanese to be like, oh, you thought you thought you were fucking with me, huh? Well, guess what, assholes? I got your number. I've the only thing I did. I lost it. I, I thought it was amazing. So did I. Yeah, so did I. The only thing that I didn't like was the whole, you guys are supposed to be my friends. I, I couldn't handle that. That was too over the top for me. Too over the top. Yeah, well, I lo- you had and, to do and, something to make it, you know. I mean, I was staring at Bailey so much, I wasn't really hearing <laughs> what she was saying anyway. So, You know what's funny, though? When you see all of them holding her back, when they were holding uh, EO back, technically, and they're like, all right, let's get out of the ring. Let's go. Let's get out of here. EO to me is like the weakest of the three. I was like, I'd rather see Bailey in her or uh, Kari in her. But her and EO did start it together with mm. Dakota Kai. I'm just right. more like, eh. I just, she's, I'm just, EO Sky's bland to me. It, it, and here's the thing I loved EO Sky in NXT. Uh, and it's, she's Same. just kind of been of a, mi- a miss. You know, she's been a a non-relevant champion, which is unfortunate. I don't necessarily think it's just her fault. She's been stuck in in damage control, so doesn't really have a chance to shine. That's the only thing that has technically, and not even technically, it really is, booked, even up to this exact moment of our show, that Mm -hmm. is actually booked for WrestleMania. 
Yeah. And that's okay. I'm, I generally don't have that many at this point, likely, but we should have one. Yeah, we don't even have the chamber mapped out yet, so. <sighs> that's what I was getting into, but really what I want to talk about is tomorrow on the pick we are having the press conference live in Las Vegas, and it's going to be whatever the fucking arena is there, and they're saying that it's free to the public. You can come watch it, whoever gets in there first, you know, first come, first serve, and to come in and watch this whole press conference. And the logo of it keeps showing Cody Rose, The Rock, Roman Reigns, um, Bianca Belair. And I'm like, why wouldn't you have Bailey? you know, since she won the Rumble? But it's all of your main representatives, if you will, that are always out there. Like, Bianca is like one of your big spokesperson. They're spokespeople. Um, which, by the way, her and Montez have a show, apparently. It's on Hulu now. Yeah, I saw. Don't care. Nope, same. Yeah, I don't need to watch it. Let me know when it turns into a bang fest. Anyway, um, not for, I know people who'd want to watch it. I'm just going to pass it along. So mm-hmm. But with this press conference... We could make it official because of what did happen on SmackDown, as we were about to allude to. You know, so Cody comes out at the end of, of SmackDown and says, which I don't fuck it. It's just he sounds so stupid to me. It, to me, I'm saying not like him himself, the creative, the writing of this idea. I've had a story. I've been wanting to come to you, just you. I even pointed to your fucking ass after I won and beat the guy, everybody in the Royal Rumble. But I don't want you. Someone else does. Here you go. God damn. This reminds me of so much of when Rock came and took the punk uh, title away from Punk, number one. Number two, there's I heard that busted open radio and a bunch of people are involved on this Saturday, Saturday like a We Want Cody March or something big. Either it's already been planned or... Cody says, no, he said, I said he wants you, but I didn't say I don't want you right now. And they do a triple threat. They Daniel Bryan it. I mean, this has Daniel Bryan written all over it. It's almost like they're, they're purposely, I don't think they are, but I mean, it's almost like they're purposely, well, well, we're doing the rock thing so we can get some mileage out of it and uh, really build up the groundswell of support for Cody. It's hilarious because apparently Cody really is more CM Punk than CM Punk. Um, and to be honest with you, he, did you hear the booze that happened over the past mm-hmm. weekend at a live event? I was watching Raw last night, and uh, the promo at the beginning of the show between Cody and Seth, uh, Rocky sucks chance, and it was great. Cole goes, like, yep. I feel like I'm back in 1996. I'm so glad he said it. Yeah, it was, so it was cool. fucking great. It was fucking great. He was off um, the year, but I, close enough. I have, to, I have to say this, though, and I don't know how much familiarity you have with this because I know you're not a big superhero movie guy. So he did that movie Black Adam. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a DC movie. I'm more of a Marvel guy, but that's besides the point. So there's that other movie. I don't know if you saw Shazam. No, but believe it or not, I'm a Marvel guy. I actually have gotten into more Marvel movies than oh, okay. you would know lately. But okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. We'll have to do a top topic about it. Yeah. Uh, so Shazam and Black Adam are in, in the same universe, and there's actually crossover like in the comics. So when Black Adam came out, I guess the studio or the, the production company that did Shazam and the actor who plays Shazam was like, listen, Let's set up a cameo for me uh, in the end of, of Black Adam. Or maybe it was vice versa. Why don't we have a Black Adam cameo in the, at the end of Shazam 2? You know, that way we can kind of tease this crossover. And The Rock's like, no, I think I'd just rather be the face of the DC universe. 
caused all this bad blood, passed on an opportunity for a crossover, and Black Adam bombed. He's literally doing the same thing here in WWE. He's like, oh, you want to finish your story, huh? I think I'd rather just have the story. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. And apparently that's what he did. He pushed to have the I match with Roman. I part of his, his contract. His, his, yeah, his contract. Yeah, he gets an incentive for it because that's what he needs, more money, right? When I saw him come out on at the end of SmackDown and go face-to-face with Reigns, I popped. I'm like, wow. And then after the adrenaline and the endorphins wore off, I'm like, this should have happened two, three years ago. Yeah. And what about Cody? Look at if Cody didn't win the goddamn Rumble and he had to go, well, I'm not doing my story again this year, oh well, or whatever the case is, fine. Fine, yeah. Then don't let him win that fucking Rumble. You could have done a million different things, even if, again, he was going to face Punk, he was going to face Rollins, he was going to do this, he was going to, I don't give a shit. Options. Mm-hmm. I actually do believe, yes, it is maybe a couple years too late, but truth yeah. is, everybody was like, well, it should have been done at WrestleMania 37. Well, couldn't be done. It was it was right post pandemic, and I bet you there's no way that Rock, with all of his contracts with all the movies and things, that he was going to be allowed to go do shit like that. And then you know, it, everything happens for a fucking reason. I do believe that Rock and Roman at WrestleMania 40, huge. That's huge for your 40th WrestleMania. I think yeah. it would be great if Cody never won the Rumble. Or yeah. if Rock won the fucking Rumble, or something like that. I mean, look at we all marked out when he said, uh, "Should I be head of the table?" We're like, "Yeah, it's the match. All right, cool. It's gonna happen." Yeah, then Co- Cody won the Rumble, and, it, and it's just so confusing. Yep. Yeah, Cody. It's it's almost like they have too much talent, and they're they're kind of scrambling. And then Rock just throws a wrench in everything and says, "Eh, I'll fucking do it." Finally, I don't eh, fucking save that match for later and let Cody just beat Roman. Let Cody beat Roman at WrestleMania. Rock and Roman can go do it at SummerSlam. Uh, Wait and then a it second. won't be for the title. Wait a second. I'm just thinking about this right now out loud. Cody didn't say you guys can go fight at WrestleMania. And as a matter said of fact, a, he's, the way Sm- Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he, he say said it on you guys can he fight referenced at WrestleMania? It. Yeah, he referenced it on Raw. He's like, I, I, or somebody did. They're like, Cody never made it an official decision. Actually, Rollins said it. Like yeah, you know, you 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 never really said so. May, I need you to make a decision. They 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 went over that on Raw. Yeah. Right. Okay. So my point is this: Who's to say that when you when he's saying to Roman, I know there's someone else who knows you uh, more than I do, and he wants a, a piece or whatever the fuck he said. Who's to say this isn't happening at Elimination Chamber? Because True. right now, what is Elimination Chamber? Right now, mm-hmm. you're it's Becky Lynch versus five women. That's all we know. Yep. And it's next week. It's Liv Morgan versus Morgan. Um, Zoe Stark. Uh-huh. I had Ivy written down, but it's Zoe Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other thing we have is the match that you thought would happen at WrestleMania. We now have Nia Jax versus mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley for the title. Right. Yes, that's in her hometown. You could main event it, but do you want to with Nia Jax? I mean, yeah. What right. match are we really getting out of the two of them? So maybe Rock Roman happens first. Cody does finish his story with Roman. Yeah, I, I have a really bad feeling about this. Uh, I mean, like I said, a lot of this, I think they're they're going to try to take advantage of the Cody love. Um, but, I mean, people, I mean, that's the other thing. That clip of Rock showing up on SmackDown face-to-face with Roman was their most disliked video on YouTube ever. That's weird. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, ultimately, 
An- well, another thing that I saw was that they might postpone Rock. I'm sorry, Reigns Cody to SummerSlam, which to me is dumb. Don't postpone that one. Postpone the other one. Well, I'm just saying this. Do you want to go back to the beginning of season five? If you go back, I predicted that Reigns was gonna uh, retain versus Cody at WrestleMania 39. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's retaining here. He's retaining at WrestleMania 40. I'm calling it. Not if he faces Cody. Yeah, even when he faces Cody. Yeah. They're trying to break a record. Yeah, I was worried about that, but if yeah, uh, see, like there's well, so maybe many with Vince parts gone. Here. Hang on, I will at least give it with Vince gone. Maybe there's a blessing could happen. Yeah, I, I do want to say. Tell me, what was the main event of WrestleMania 20? Do you remember? <clears throat> I can't remember back that far. No, I'm a professor. I got you covered. Uh, Undertaker and Kane, because that match never existed. The last one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was talking about the guy that was erased. There was a there's like a, a book that was released by WWE. It was like an like not an almanac, but like an encyclopedia. And so uh, twenty was Undertaker and Kane. No. It was indeed uh Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Benoit for the world title. That's WrestleMania twenty, triple threat. Oh, the one where Eddie won, right. Right. Yep. Right? Yeah. That was the main event. Triple threat. WrestleMania thirty. Triple threat. WrestleMania 40, I have a feeling something's going to happen in Australia. And, like, between Rock and Roman. Maybe Cody gets involved. I don't know. Whatever the case is. There's a possibility it's going to be a triple threat is what I'm feeling. I have a feeling it's going to be a triple threat with them for the title at WrestleMania. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a triple threat between Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, and Cody Rhodes. Unfortunately, now I that's, think that's funny the triple you threat. say that. Well, that's extremely funny you say that because I have things written here, uh, you know, talking about this whole thing. You know, what's going to happen? Is it, you know, Rock Roman? It's pretty goddamn close to official, right? Unless they do toss Cody yeah. in the mix because people start to revolt, you know, Daniel Bryan like from 10 years ago. How do you not get your shit right after that? Anyway, um, first, is there going to be a chamber match then? If that's set official, let's just say at this press conference that they go, it is Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. Okay? So we're a couple of weeks away from the Elimination Chamber. Are we going to hurry up and put a match together to decide who faces Seth? Or, yes, Cody and Drew and Seth. They're your opening segment this past week. Drew takes out another person with a headbutt who is injured, which, by the way, props on his shirt. Very impressed with him coming out wearing that CM Punk uh, graveside shirt. Very funny. But the if, if you weren't paying attention to the subtlety, did you see the empty arena interview with Sami Zayn talking about what Triple H said to him after the Elimination Chamber? He said, you're Rocky. And Rocky didn't win in Rocky 1, right? Right. He went the distance with the best. Apollo. Mm-hmm. A-R-I-P, Carl Weathers, man. Yes, indeed. Man, Predator. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. The, what, uh, yeah. Uh, ha- what's his name? God. Chap? Chap? No. God damn, I forgot his name. Yeah, me too. Matter. Chicken um, nuggets. Yeah, right. So, I think... Quite possibly, 
You know, what I want to see out of this press conference, all right, it's live, 7 p.m. on the Peacock, right? What I want to see out of this is, do you remember the, the press conference where Jack Tunney officially announced it would be Hogan versus Sid and Macho versus Flair and that whole buildup? They did, like, a, a press conference with that? No, no. I mean, I remember okay. the scenario, but I don't necessarily remember that press conference. That was WrestleMania 8. What I would like to see is Triple H say, yep, our match is going to be Rock and Roman. And then you see Seth, you know, sitting there, whatever, and then Triple H says, and Seth will be defending his title against Drew McIntyre. And then you zoom in, you see Cody, and he looks disappointed. And then, and Cody Rose. You see him all happy as shit. And he says, and while they all think it's over, and Sami Zayn. I say make it a fucking fatal four-way. You want to get all the guys on the show in some way or fashion or form, it would make Sammy, Jesus Christ. If he wins over Cody, nobody's going to be worried about the goddamn story. Everybody's going to lose their goddamn mind that that Sammy Zayn won a world championship. No. I'm just going to say no. off. Are you, have you been drinking again? Is this like a re- repeat of that fucking one paper? <laughs> no, actually, I have what not if? been drinking at all. What if? <laughs> what if? Dude, the dude, the peacock is off. We both turned it off. Why do you keep saying what if? <laughs> I'm just saying, what if it's a three? All right, so I did have three way or four way. What if it's a three way at? WrestleMania, Seth, Drew, and Cody. I think that would uh, be a possibility. Four-way is what I would kind of hope, like I said, especially after that interview. I think it was a subtle thing because all he's talking about is winning the world title in that. Who else is talking about world title? Not Nakamura. And that's why, I mean. He's red in everybody's face. If it was Zayn and McIntyre versus Rollins or that three-way and Cody versus Reigns, fine. Fucking put the title on, Sammy. I'm with you 100%. Just, I think you nailed it with the Elimination Chamber. They've painted themselves in a corner. The Elimination Chamber is for a title match. The Royal Rumble winner is for a title match, but Rock's in the picture. So what are we doing here? So last proposal, and this is why I wanted to carve out this time for us talking about this. I figured it was going to be the biggest part of our conversation. Mm -hmm. The other proposal I have would be, that Triple H then says, and for Seth Rollins, for your world title, you will face the winner of the triple threat at Elimination Chamber between Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes. Cody wins there, goes on, faces Seth. So what? So but you're not going to have a men's my... Elimination Chamber? No, I don't think. I think the women's is probably all they're going to do. I would put money on that. Yeah, I guess you you're not half wrong. Unless they put Cody's... you know what I would like to see him do? Do a tag team championship match of it. They did a tag team championship version of that before. Do it again. Yeah. Why not? They've already got that mapped out, though. Um, What if they just say, what if Cody's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to put my Rumble win on the line in the chamber? (laughs) Like I said, it's just, it's so, it's so fucked right now. Rock just fucked everything up. Here's the thing. They could have got, they easily have the potential to get around Punk getting hurt, right? You can work around that. It sucks, but you can work with that. But with this rock thing, it mm-hmm. just fucking throws everything off. We'll see what happens, man. Well, do you know what I'm else intrigued. really throws everything off? Is everybody bashing with, with Seth going, this is the, the workhorse championship and uh, yeah. all that shit. Yeah. Reigns is like, 
he doesn't get a pop, and that's a second-rate title. Him saying that, him saying we something we already fucking know, really degrades the shit out of that championship. I think you want to do something, you want to just fucking do something right, fuck it. Put Rock, Roman, Cody, uh, Seth, Fatal 4-Way, make it a merge title because I'm over this shit. Because oh, what me you too. did was make a second inter- sec- Intercontinental Championship. That's all you did mm-hmm. right now. Pretty much, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh my god. It won't happen, but god damn, what if night one Rock Roman and then Seth Cody winners face off for titles on night two? Almost like Wrestle Kingdom did a couple years back. Yeah. You could. It's not gonna happen. I mean they have two no. they have two world titles for a reason. I'm hoping I'm hoping that was a Vince creation and now they start moving away from it. Maybe you're right. Maybe this is the beginning of the That's this is a saying. way for Maybe them to do, do it. This. Yeah. Yeah. Pull the fucking Band-Aid. Don't wait yeah. till SummerSlam. But they're not going to. Because here's the thing. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You could have Cody Reigns night one. Cody wins the title. Ro- Reigns faces Rock on the main event of the second night. You get your match. The title's not involved. And on the second night, it's Rollins versus Cody. Unify the title. Lisp versus Lisp. <laughs> like fucking a fucking old timey villain. Yo, and Roman I, even said it. He goes, "Who wears his wife's clothes?" And then when he came out on Raw, I go, "This dude's like got fucking big ass uh, shoulder pads, like a yeah. woman." I go, "Yeah." Now I'm sitting here questioning: Is he going on and buying big woman's clothes? He, you know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> as tired of him as I am, he did cut a good promo. He's got the crowd in the palm of his hands, and he's like, "Oh, that was a pop." And I just thought, now the one part where he had trouble, and I think this shows how good he is, whether you like him or not. The part where he's like, this is the most prestigious title. Like, he said it like he meant it, but at the same time, he said it like, oh, I know this ain't going to get over. And it didn't. The crowd started booing when he said that because they know that's the bullshit title. So that is why I'm like, I know that you just made it six months ago. And. Maybe just maybe bin. at this press conference, Triple H says something, you know, something to the effect of you already know it's been a new era, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? And yeah, we made this title, blah, 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 put it together. I don't care. Just have Regal do it. If they merge championships, I'd be extremely happy. Yeah. Have Regal go out there and just be like, this is trash. It's going straight in the bin. <laughs> but the problem you have is, do you remember WrestleMania 38? Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Unifying championships. Oh, yeah. That would be two. It's technically two three times titles. in the last four years <laughs> that they've unified world championships. It's a new era. You got to get past all the Vince shit. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You can still sell the titles, titles online, you know. That boy will be happy because they'll be vintage because they don't sell them anymore. Fuck that boy. And this weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of things that did happen on Raw and SmackDown, you know, the other thing that happened on SmackDown was Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate defeated three other teams. They're on SmackDown in a fatal four-way, and then they are going to be taking on the winners of what happened on Monday, which was Creed Brothers, Imperium, New Day, and DIY. And DIY got the victory. And what was crazy is if you watch the finish, 
Mm-hmm. Champa tags in and touches. Yep, you're, I, I already see you smiling. I'm like, you caught it, yep. which I'm thinking everybody did. You had to have figured it out. Champa's smart. Uh, but- Champa's smart. That's why Champa's a better worker, because afterwards, Champa's fucking screaming at the crowd like, fuck yeah, we got this. We're taking the titles. And fucking uh, small boy's over there Gargano. sulking because he, he's pissed off because he knew he fucked up. I was like, you know that he's like, I'm going to get yelled at when I go. <laughs> that's that's kind of what it felt like, like the whole thing, like just looking at him. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, tagged himself in. And then as Gargano went for the pin, which is funny because the female referee, whatever her name is, counted one with Gargano technically on the top. And then Champa pushes him off and he takes two and three as the count, which, okay, fine. You know what I mean? Like he at least fixed yeah. it because the right man did get the pin, which is smart. Um, but that's the problem you run into in a fatal four-way. I don't know. Am I, am I legal? Are you legal? Jesus Christ. Yeah. But no matter what that is, now I'm excited because this is almost half running it back. This is going back to Worlds Collide a couple years ago because now it's DIY versus Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. Last time it was Tyler Bate and Trent Seven versus DIY. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So this should be... A pretty good match, and that's happening this Friday on SmackDown. Damn right, I'm watching that one. Maybe I'm assuming this is the uh, tag match happens in Perth, you know, in Australia. I'm hoping so. I think that would be yeah. a great spot to watch the so. winners of this. And I've already seen Judgment Day and DIY, so my money, especially it being on SmackDown, says that the old Mustache Mountain is about to win this match. I'm hoping so. Kind of my thought. Because between, between them, Finn Balor and Damian Priest, that'll be a show stealer, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Even with chamber matches going on that match. Yep. No, I agree. I think that's the, the right path. Night. Yep. Uh, I'm still with you. The one Creed guy is going to kill someone if he if he keeps jumping on people the way he's doing it. Send him back to NXT. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really happy with that one. Uh, I do like that the New Day and Imperium are still kind of, even in that match, they were still going to blows and stuff. I'm like, shit, let it keep going. I haven't yeah. seen a feud that has nothing to do with a title or anything like this in a very long time. You know, go back to like what we're watching right now. Yes, it's about Shamrock's sister, but at least it's not for a title. You know what I mean? Like, at least there's mm-hmm. a substance, right? Or just two teams that hate each other or people that hate each other for no reason fighting. I'm liking this right now. I... Uh, it was funny because Adam Pierce is talking to Drew McIntyre and all of a sudden Rhea Ripley is heading to the ring. And he's like, what the fuck, man? I love every now and then when you hear Adam Pierce go, I need a drink. Yeah. And he's just, he's awesome. He's good. He uh, gets to the ring and he goes, you're going to face Jax at Elimination Chamber. And Rhea's like, okay, fine. When Jax's music hit, Rhea jacked up. She's like, yeah, this is what I want. Let's go. And Rhea got her ass kicked again. (laughs) Good stuff. What I'm thinking, what I'm worried about, or what I think is likely going to happen. Do you want her to kick her ass all the way up until the pay-per-view, and then Jax loses? There's no way Rhea's losing this fucking title in person. I certainly hope not. You'd have a fucking riot in that place. Mm -hmm. That being said, what if it ends in a DQ or a double countout or some shit? Becky wins, and I still get my triple threat that I said was going to happen. Whatever helps you sleep at night. As long as Rhea doesn't lose the title. (laughs) (sighs) 
they had to do something for Cody. Hey, man, I mean, you know we took away your spot. You had to hand it over to Rock. Would you like to have a bull rope match with uh, Nakamura? No, you did it on the circuit so, a couple of times with the I, live events, but would you like to do it now, too, out of nowhere? I had it uh, on my phone. My, my kid and I were playing darts, uh, my older one. We were out in the garage, and uh, I had my earbud in, so he couldn't hear it, but he saw it, and he's like, oh, shit. He's like, Nakamura's still wrestling? And he's like, oh, what's hey. up with the ropes? I was telling him. I was like, yeah, traditionally these matches, I said his dad was a big one of the big guys that, you know, started that match or made it, you know, popular. I said, but I said, traditionally, I said, you got to tag all top buckles. I said, I wasn't paying attention, so I don't know if they're, and next thing you know, I see a pinfall attempt. I'm like, nope, they, they threw that out the window. No, that is, that's a strap, a strap match. match. Okay, that's what I thought. This okay. is a bull yeah. rope match. Bull rope has match. The, and apparently this exact one mm. was the one that Dusty has used multiple uh-huh. times. Dustin used. They even said Dustin. I did they hear know, that, yes. His son Dustin used, and now Cody's used. And Dusty used it against, I want to say, Randy Orton at one point. And I believe he also used it either in a match against or just used it on Dean Ambrose at one point, too, when Cody and uh, Goldust were feuding with the, the Shield. So I'm just saying, like it's it. I didn't realize that exactly <coughs> had been around for that long. That's, gotcha. That's, cool. that's what. Yeah, that's the other thing I mentioned. Yeah. All right. Cool. There you go. And the other thing that happened on Raw is Gunther reached 600 days as your Intercontinental Champion. That's another thing that just happened for no reason. He comes over, calls a shot to Seth. I almost wonder if he was gonna eventually face him, and maybe I. I goddamn, I don't know. I. I don't know what their plan fucking was. You know what I mean? Maybe it was going to be Cody versus Punk somehow after the Rumble. I don't know. Uh, but Gunther says, I got nobody else to face. You know, who's going to come out? Main event, Jey Uso comes out to a pretty mega pop. Crowd losing mm-hmm. their shit automatically. And he says, you know, I want my singles championship. And it's funny, he goes, because we were the longest reigning tag er, tag team champions. And Gunther goes, that's great, because you only had to do 50% of the work. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Gunther, I go, I, I, I get, I'm more impressed with him by the moment. Now, when I saw Jey Uso come out, I'm like, really? Now, I, I get the allure and, 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 the, and the natural push, so it would make sense. And, hey, f- why doesn't he deserve a fucking singles title to add to his fucking collection, right? I'm all for that. What I'd rather see, though, Jey loses. Braun Breaker was meeting with Adam Pierce about signing with Raw. Ooh, Braun and Gunther? Braun beats Gunther. Gunther goes for the world title. Writes itself. I'm it's it's so that. easy. Right? Because, I mean, and you know Bra- how, Braun is, you know Braun how, is going uh, to be world champion in a few years if, if they continue oh, I, his trajectory. Braun will be a world champion in the next few years. And Gunther, hopefully, too. Exactly. But fucking if you're going to bring him up, put him over. Gunther doesn't need the title anymore. He can take a loss, especially to who's going to be like your newest megastar. There it is. Very smart. Yep. Passing the torch of, you know, Mm -hmm. no losses and being a megastar. And you on to bigger things. And it's funny that you say that because, you know, I, that would open up by fuck. Where was I just going with that? Um, Oh, what I was going to say is, during that match, for Jay Uso to lose, who else screws him over but uh, Jimmy? There you go. And we set up WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But here's a th- question I have. Didn't we report about a month or so ago that Gunther is not going to Australia? Oh, shit. That's a good call. 
Yeah, he had visa. So this issues could take or place like on that. Raw, which is fine, but sure. I, I don't want to see it at WrestleMania. I don't no. want to see because if if it's Gunther and Uso at main event or at, main mm-hmm. event, at uh, WrestleMania, I'm not going to be happy with it. No, no. It's Hopefully, be that's not brother. the direction. Yeah, agreed. The crowd lost their mind at Royal Rumble when both of them were uh, one and two. Mm-hmm. Was that what they were one and two? Right? Yeah. Was it two? Gunther wasn't number one or two, was he? Oh, no, no, no. Jay and Jimmy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, they were number one. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Mm -hmm. the crowd lost their mind when they saw that. I want to see it. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to hopefully do it at WrestleMania. It'd be huge. 100%. You have to. But just do not put Solo anywhere near it. Let him just go one-on-one let the winner win. And I don't even care if it's Jimmy, even though they... You know what? Actually, I'd rather Jimmy go over. Because Jay's already a main event player. Unless Jacob Fatu comes out to make the save for Jay. Oh, my God. Huh. Well, I just got an erection. All right. Um, <laughs> Hide it under the table. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can really report for AEW over the last week, besides the fact that I saw Sting and Darby inside of a gym, arguing with Ricky Starks and Big Bill about their tag title match coming up, even though they're supposed to be putting, you know, his last match is like less than a month for his career. Not for his career, but his career's over, and now they're worried about tag team championships. Nothing's making sense in AEW. However, the winner of tonight's matchup between Swerve Strickland and Magnum Page, which will be their (laughs) third match together. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, this is their third match. The winner faces Samoa Joe at Revolution. So, no and Tony, both guys will be facing Joe at Revolution. Yeah, right. Well, it's probably. my day of just calling all triple match, triple threat matches, just left and right. Uh, no, I'm. I actually assumed that's what they were going to do about a month ago. I'd actually be very happy if they just let Swerve go against Joe. But the problem is that's heel versus heel. But I mean, Swerve will be over as a face, but it just doesn't make yeah. sense. None of it makes sense. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> none I'm of trying it. to make shit make sense and none of it does um so like i said you know the elimination chamber surprisingly comes up sooner than the next aew pay-per-view uh which is going to be end of this month for elimination chamber and the only match we have is ripley versus Jax, and becky lynch is facing five women apparently revolution we know that what we just talked about with samoa joe but the match between sting and darby versus the young bucks for his final match the international title uh, title is on the line as Orange Cassidy is going to be defending against Roderick Strong. Adam will interfere. <laughs> and the women's championship match, Tony Storm takes on Deanna Parasso. Because you just got here, here's your title shot. I mean, she was a pretty long-standing TNA champion. I mean, she has at least somewhat of a pedigree. I mean, there's at least something behind it. But then again, like we've seen with every other big marquee name woman that they've brought onto the roster, they usually lose their first match, so... Yeah. Do you think they do Bel Air versus uh, Cargill at WrestleMania? Because Bel Air is not going to fit into a women's title picture anywhere. So, but you got to do something with Cargill. Yeah, I mean, they had a face off. Cargill had a face off with Lynch. I thought that they were going to go that way personally, but they'll probably try to fit Lynch into a title picture somewhere. Um. It wouldn't Charlotte's be uh, out the, still. The, yeah, Charlotte's out. Yeah, they did have, but I mean, Cargill and uh, Beller did have the face off as well at the Rumble. Um, yes, easy answer. Yes, the, the the bigger question is: Is Jade ready? 
I don't know. I hope so. I bet you. I bet the pop. you. Bel Air, and it's funny because I'm not really, I've never really given her a billion types of props, but Bel Air mm. can go. Fuck yeah. They have the right time. They can make a good match go together. And Definitely. Then shit, Ronda Rousey had a good tag team match with Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie. You just had to practice. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, things can happen. I mean, you know, then a year later, you, Rousey <laughs> sucked. <laughs> oh, you know what? I can't wait for this next segment because I'm loving it. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! I think I've been coming, I think I've been coming, I think I've been coming! Ronald Donald, Ronald McDonald in my mind! Or something like that. Yeah, I fucked it up, but Jesus Christ. Let's move forward on that. It was a bad version. Maybe I'll get the next song right, because I think I will. Uh, bro, happen to see any pictures, videos, or anything from the Jericho Cruise? Well, unfortunately, I'm looking at a picture right now, thanks to you. <laughs> My on-running thing is each week having just a new background for this dude to look at, and currently he's looking at Ronald McDonald. I mean, Chris Jericho attempting to be Ronald. Mc- I mean, attempting to be. It kind of looks like Chris Jericho attempting to be Ronald McDonald, attempting to be David Bowie. Aladdin Sane, to be specific. Yes, the Ronald McDonald version of Aladdin Sane. He looks very fat to be playing anything that is David Bowie. Cocaine was a hell of a drug, my man. Thin yeah. right out. I, I, yeah, he's got MLA for sure. Massive MLA. Well, he's got a lot. Uh, and one thing he's got going is when he decided to come out dressed like Ronald McDonald, he decided to start doing some cover songs. And on this cruise, you know, he had, oh, God, what was the band? I think it was White Snake. Yeah, what, who, yeah White Snake, who does Come On, Feel the Noise. No. Quiet Riot does come Quiet on feel Riot. The noise. Yeah. They had Quiet Riot do Come On Feel the Noise and other songs. Uh and then Fozzie played Judas and a couple of their other tunes, but then this logo that you're looking at of mine, he decided to come out and was doing cover songs. One of them now look at ODM, I get it. I know that you're not really into today's music. However, <laughs> Are you familiar at least with, and I don't say the words, but at least even the rhythm or anything of what Blinding Lights by The Weeknd is? I'm pretty sure that's like the big hit. That's the one that they played at. Well, I think he played the halftime show at the Super Bowl, but I also think they used that song as one of the WWE pay-per-view songs. Correct. Like the, Ooh, I'm yep, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yep. Well, Chris Jericho couldn't sing that motherfucker for shit. He was flat off key. It was horrible. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe I had to even listen to it that bad. Find it if you have a chance. Um, I couldn't find the sound to put it in here. It's because I wanted to keep our show on the air. I figured if someone hear anything that flat, they're like, you know what? Fucking cancel them. I am not going to punish my ear Singing that boy, that was one thing. Singing the uh, My Baby Tonight. 80 weeks in a row. That was another thing. But this, that's taking it too far. Listen to Chris Jericho. It was fucking bad. And it was only a 14-second clip. Next slide. That's all I got to say. Well, speaking of, what do you got? Noticed something the other day. I don't know. Uh, I tried to look up some dates to see how they lined up, but I think ultimately it works. Remember at Wrestle Kingdom, Muda's farewell tour, he faced Nakamura. 
And at one point, like Nakamura, uh, yeah. like kissed him and like sucked the mist out of his mouth to use it back on Muda. And Muda made a lot of disparaging comments. I don't think he meant them to be disparaging, but they weren't the nicest comments, right? Some homophobic type they, ones. But then he, yeah, but then yeah. he redeemed himself when he found the baby, and he was like, "Hey, baby, you want <laughs> hey, some baby." <laughs> so I think in the award for the most subtle and like conspiracy theorish storylines of the year, Shinsuke Nakamura stole Great Muda's powers because right after that oh he started my. using the mist in WWE. Later, but yes, he didn't start actually doing the mist until the it was six months. Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. yeah, isn't that fucked up? Motherfucker He's stole his never powers. Never done misting before that, has he? Mm-hmm. Not in WWE or NXT. Wow, crazy, huh? I don't even know how to follow up with that. That's really good because all yeah. you wrote, and I'll you know get a little kayfabe, pal. All you wrote is stole his powers, and I go, yeah, I didn't want to tip you oh, off. God. Yeah, this guy's gonna start talking like Power Rangers or something. <laughs> like that. And but wow, that was that's a very impressive theory. Crazy, you yeah. gotta write that up, trademark that motherfucker, <laughs> so that when people talk about it one day, people are like, "Who's this ODM motherfucker?" <laughs> Well, wait, um, is he that good-looking guy or the doofy-looking mm. guy? No, 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 he's the doofy guy. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Just kidding. Did you say something? My pod fell out. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's go to the wars. Monday Night Wars! By Bret Hart. Hart trying to get the referee in. Look at, oh, we got a twirl Mickey Jays and tug of war between Sasso and Hart. Live from Buffalo, New York, WCW Nitro. I got to say, this week, I think it beats Raw. Not sure about you, but <laughs> let's see what, what, what happened that week. Yeah, no Raw. That's the only reason they would have beat him. <clears throat> well, Raw will be doing their Raw Saturday night next week, or this coming Saturday, technically, of that week. And it'll be the night before their pay-per-view. St. Valentine's Day Massacre. So we'll have a bigger week next week to go over. So And Raw on Monday. We can. And a Raw on Monday. Exactly. So, yeah, two Raw. So, yeah, we get to make up for lost time. Smart thing would have been to watch ahead, but I didn't do that. So lots of shit to watch between now and then. I'm excited about this one um, because this was in Buffalo. Didn't know this one happened in Buffalo. And we even get, as you may have gotten a little bit of a peek in the sound there shit we even got a title change in buffalo take it away it's february 8th 1999 marine midland arena there you go all right we see you open up with a recap from Thunder. home of the buffalo sabres which they reference later in the show and i'm sure you had no idea what they're talking about i'll clarify for you what the fuck is icing (laughs) (laughs) all right i'll quick say this Side joke or side thing here. I uh, I 
message ODM on the side. I go, hey, man, I decided to start playing 2K22 uh, NHL. NHL. I'm just trying to get into this. Chell. The fuck is icing? And why am I always off sides? <laughs> <laughs> I miss hits. Three on yeah, three. It was easier to remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, the NBA jam of, of hockey. It was. Okay, let's get into some wrestling. All right, so we got a recap from Thunder uh, this past Thursday. It's Arn Anderson on the phone with Ric Flair asking if David's okay. And, hey, well, what's the deal with what we saw at the end of Nitro with Hogan and all that? And I don't know. David said he never saw Hogan or Vito. Uh, Arn's heading back home, and he's going to be at the gym. Keep an eye out for him. Uh, we get our weekly smattering, and uh, DDP's lurking in the shadows, keeping an eye out for Scott Steiner. More to come on that later. Disco Doucher goes to the Wolfpack locker room. The Outsiders are there. They have a present for him. It's Arn Anderson. He's already beaten down on the ground. Disco wants revenge for last week, starts wrapping the belt around his hand. Uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash leave, uh, so Disco can apparently beat him down. That's the only way Disco Douchebag is going to get any licks on, on Arn Anderson is if it's off camera. <laughs> And I'm sure yeah. Arn had something to say about that. We can imply that it happened, but we ain't showing that yeah. shit. <laughs> we, we get our splash. Check out my Glock. <laughs> yeah, that dude's got a fascination with guns. Uh, splash intro, six minutes in. Not bad. Not bad. Still not a wrestling match, but uh, we get a first person. <laughs> sh- we get a first person shot of somebody playing billiards, and a woman comes up and says, "Yeah, I saw you hanging with those guys. You look cute." I got a limo waiting. Why don't you come on? Very hot, very familiar looking. And then I go, holy shit, it's Tori Wilson. Mm-hmm. And then the memory started flooding into my head and where this goes. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I don't know. Oh, All holy. I remember at best, and I'll say this right now, Kidman? I mean, wasn't she paired with Kidman? So, do you have any idea who the person you're getting the first person view uh, point of view is? That's why I thought it was maybe Kidman, so I don't know. All right. Well, we'll get there when we get there. It's gonna it'll unfold oh, okay. pretty quick. Uh, Am I gonna be mad? Hmm. Am I gonna be mad? I don't know if you'll be mad. You'll you'll be like, yeah, that that, that sounds about right. Goddamn, it's an NWO member. All right. Uh, first match, Blitzkrieg versus Rey Mysterio with Conan. Rey wins. Uh, we get a Conan, Hi. Rey. Oh, let's go. Blitzkrieg, pop. Oh, yeah. There you Blitzkrieg. go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we get a hype package for Wolfpack versus Conan and Rey. Uh, and we see Canyon walking to Raven's mansion. And he goes, how many homes they got? <laughs> Raven's mom is so worried about Scotty. She's got to go to a board meeting, but he got to stay with him. He can't be by himself. Canyon tells Raven, hey, a lot of people are worried about you. Raven looks at the camera and says laughingly, what a mark. <laughs> Money can't buy happiness. I marked for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Money can't buy happiness. Obviously, that was written by a poor dude. What's there to be depressed about? I got all these cars. And Canyon goes, well, why do we always drive around on that piece of crap? Raven looks at the camera again and says, he just don't get it. And they get in a Ferrari and drive out. It's like the <clears throat> original reality MTV kind of show that they're trying to do over here. It, 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 Ra- <clears throat> Raven went from, I'm out of here, to breaking the third wall. 
<laughs> or the fourth wall. Fourth? Yeah, fourth wall. It's close what, enough. What kind of fucking room you sit in, all triangles? <laughs> so, yeah, you see my house. It's a shithole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fit Finley versus Booker T. Uh, there was a couple botches in this match. I don't know what was going on, but uh, there were some bats. There was one point where... I don't know if it was supposed to be a leapfrog or something, but like Booker landed right on Fitz's shoulders. It did not look good. They both sold. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And it was supposed to, yeah, it was supposed to be a transition move. Uh, during the match, they go to Hogan in the back and Horace walks up and Hogan says, Hey, we're blood. You're the guy that took control. You can bleed, lead these black and white guys. I want you to take control of the black and white and don't tell anybody. This match is still going on. Then we got, then we go to break. Then we come back <laughs> That's what made me laugh so much. Because I go, wait a second. Why aren't they having a match? And then there was like a two-minute promo with Horace. Mm-hmm. And I go, huh, maybe the match is over. And then he's go right back into it. I go, what the fuck is yeah. going on here? They go to break, and they come back, and it's Flair and Dillinger in the locker room. They bring Bischoff in, and you're going to be the head custodian for the night. Doug Dillinger, keep an eye on him. They eventually go back to the match, and Booker wins. The match is still going. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck that. I got to be honest with you. For an unopposed night, WCW went with fucking comedy on multiple levels. And and I'll explain why in a couple minutes, or maybe you'll explain why. But um, maybe it's because it was unopposed. I thought this was one of their better episodes. We'll get into it. Go ahead. On an ironic fucking poke fun of it, bad horror movie level, maybe. Uh, we go back to Canyon and Raven. They're walking into a bank, and he's like, yeah, we're going to get some money. Why don't you just go to the ATM? Well, they get greeted by the bank president, and they go up. Teller's like, oh, how you doing, Scott? Good to see you. Here's here's how you like it, 10,000 in ones, and then 10,000 in big bills. Right, why are you going to get them in ones? He just doesn't get it. Uh, and then he says, we got to get can- <laughs> we got to get Canyon. <laughs> we got to get Canyon the right look. And uh, he just looks at the camera again. Yeah. Bischoff is back in the locker room, just standing outside the men's room. And Jimmy Hart comes out of the stall. He tells Bischoff, hey, we need more TP in stall number one. You better do it or I'm going to go tell Flair. I'm going to go tell Flair. (laughs) And then the faces of fear walk in. They each go into their own stall, thank God. And then Bischoff just smells what they're cooking. He's like, you guys are sick. And he just stomps off. Only thing that was missing I'm was the fart noises, you know. Like I said, for some reason, it's like they were like, "Well, you know what? We're unopposed. Maybe if we do some of the, of WWE's antics, let's do yeah, like every, let's do some fart noises." It was something else. Now we see Hogan. He's polishing his title. Brian Adams comes in and Hogan puts him over. Says, "Listen, on the QT, I want you to take over the black and white. Don't smack them around. Lead them to water. Make them drink." So now this is uh, Horace Hogan and then Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. Next, you get Mean Gene in the ring with Flair. He seems very happy to be in Buffalo. He keeps, you know, doing calling out Buff- just either the town Buffalo or he's really excited to be in Buffalo. I don't know why. Um, tonight, it's going to be the Outsiders versus Flair and Mongo. Uh, there's two weeks until Super Brawl, so he calls out Hogan. And he goes, I just may strip naked right now. Please no. <laughs> 
He does the now, invisible. <clears throat> speaking of, there was a spot that had a woo that had multiple O's in the crowd, which we see a lot, you know what I mean, in the, in the stadium there or in any arena. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that was Marty. Uh, he, this is the show he's referenced that he was at. In oh, no shit. Nice. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, a, th- a third of it was on the Jumbotron, it seems like. Flair does the invisible elbow drop in the figure four, says Hall doesn't have the title match. I'm going to abuse my power. He calls Bret Hart to the ring. He says, you know, you either you either wrestle or you drop that belt off. Um, Hart comes out. Uh, you know, I, I got a groin injury. I want to defend the title, but you can't make me. And Flair says, you know what? You're going to wrestle tonight against Piper. Your groin always hurts. I know, right? They are. They are pesky. They are pesky. Uh, and then doesn't get it. Then we see Will Sasso at ringside. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I started to piece thing everything together at this. I remember Bret Hart's appearance on Mad TV. Ah, okay. There's the crossover. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. I think that's what we're heading to. All right. Go back to the hot blonde. She's in the limo with uh, the mystery person. Says, I know you're not shy. I've seen you on TV. I won't bite at least too much. Okay. It was awesome. Yeah, no, you're looking at me like I was going to say something like. No, just a pause. Dramatic pause. This is the middle of a scandal. I want to put one on our our show. (laughs) Nobody's listening anyway. Uh, Next, Stevie Ray meets up with Hulk Hogan. And he's complaining about Vincent. Hogan says, you know what? You're right. You're the guy that needs to help me. Lead those black and white guys. Keep them in line. Pull the curtain over their eyes. Don't tell them a thing. You're the new leader of the black and white. And Stevie says he wants to bust a few heads. And Hogan says, eh, let's just wait. All right. So next you get Horace Hogan and Brian Adams versus Hennig and Wyndham in the tag tourney. Bischoff is in the shitter with the luchadors. They're asking him for something in Spanish. It's Old Spice. He asks for tips. He has a tip jar. Uh, They put trash in there. <clears throat> this is happening while the match is going on, by the way. Again. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, so Vince comes to the ring. We see he has the slapjack. He's not doing anything. Stevie Ray comes out. He's keeping an eye on Vince. Brian Adams has Kurt Hennig pinned for about 30 seconds while Wyndham is distracting the, distracting the ref. Finally, Vince gets on the apron with the slapjack, and Stevie's like, no, 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 no. Grabs the slapjack from him, shoves him to the floor, Adams is holding Hennig up. Stevie goes to hit Hennig, but he ducks, and he hits Brian Adams on mistake. Hennig falls back for the pin. Vince and Stevie argue post-match along with Horace. Uh, we see the dissension being built. Mm-hmm. I never understand when people are pinned for like 30 seconds, and then the ref comes in, one, two, and that's when they kick out. I'm like, could have kicked out a couple minutes before that, before the count began. Like, no one ever kicks out while the crowd's chanting to 100. Yeah. Little things. Little things bother me in wrestling. Well, thanks for listening. Jesus Christ, I guess I'm the only one talking here for the rest of the day since you ain't saying shit. You're <laughs> Technical difficulties, Bumper. Oh. Oh, good to know. Can you not hear me at all? I can. So anyway, we go back to the blonde mystery chick, who's not a mystery chick, but she is to the audience at this point, and the mystery man. They're at a hotel, and they get in an elevator. They're really dragging this one out. 
You know, in reference to my silence earlier, the reason I was silent is I was looking for something to say. I, eh. Eh. Never been a uh, Tori Wilson. Ooh. Did we say her, her name was Tori Wilson? Yet? Yes, we did. Yes, yes, we did. Okay. Uh, um, a... I'm like, eh. I don't know. It's a, Maybe it's just me. I've never liked the superficial fucking blonde. I don't know. It's I, just... I am 100% with you. I, I'm more of a brunette man. I, I like women with a little more meat on their bones. She's a little... You know, I'm not saying she is anorexic looking. She's a very beautiful woman. I don't know. Something about it just just hits me. I don't know. I've had Sunny. I've had Sable. You're kind of like a... Uh, Sunny, I got no problem with. Face. Sable, I could, I could take her leave. I mean, whatever. Sable before Brock. Before the man meat came in. Okay, let's move along. Let's move along. This segment gets longer than it should be. <laughs> Hogan and this time meets with Vince. Same shtick. Oh, you're oh, the man. I'm, I'm about to love everything else. Let's go. Gene's in the ring with Bam Bam Bigelow. Shivani mentions the Buffalo Savers having the Dominator. Bam Bam's the Intimidator. Did you know what he's referencing? Probably not. Major League Two? You're fucking terrible. I'd call it the Masturbator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> no, yeah. I would assume it is either a player or uh, like maybe a team. Like maybe you guys have like three. T- there was three people on the team or some shit like that. No, uh, Dominator would be Dominic Hashik, quite possibly the greatest goalie in NHL history. Goalie. Hey, hey, I didn't remember. All right. Who else was on his team in like 90? Like what was the year they went to the cup? Eight, 98? I think it was 99. I think it's this year. Whatever that team was, that's the one I followed. I watched a little bit of hockey. I didn't understand shit, but I was at least following because I was like, oh, shit, they're actually pretty uh, close into the finals, and that was about the last time ever. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It's probably they Which was a travesty because they should have won that game. There was, yeah, too much oh, ice I remember. too many people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole story. Oh, We're not going, I'm not going down that road. I'm not going down that the road. The step in the goal. Hey, feelings. even I remember that. The step in the goal line. Look at that. I don't know goddamn shit about hockey, but I remember that. There you go. Yeah, pretty famous okay. moment. There we go. Dallas, right? Yes, Dallas Stars. Brett Hall. Well, I'm just stinging it right now. You're killing it. Slay queen. <laughs> anyway. Bam Bam has something in his hands. Looks like a small laminated poster or something. He's finally going to get to face Goldberg one-on-one. I'm sure there'll be no interference or no shenanigans uh, at Super Brawl. Uh, Bam Bam says he is the hardcore. What he has is a laminated copy of a recent USA Today headline. The headline, and I am not making this up, is Brawler is tired of animal fighting. Apparently, Goldberg went to Congress in support of animal rights. And at one point, Bam Bam starts telling, he's like, yeah, cock fights, bulldog fights. And Gene has to clarify. He goes, you mean roosters, pal. (laughs) (laughs) No, he meant sword fighting, you dumbass. He's like, because I've worked for Vince. (laughs) He says, you know what? Wow, wait. Wow, makes you wonder. Was Ring Boy a part of this whole thing and Pat Patterson was just a scapegoat? Yeah. You never know, man. They actually brought that up oh. on Cornette, the ring boy thing that nobody ever talks about. Oh, did you... they really? I didn't even yeah. listen to it. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, I think after hearing you spew out so much of the shit last week, I think I couldn't really hear anybody else talk about it. And, you know, I will say this. Uh, Buster sent a fun one. It was, 
He goes, this is what I'm hearing while ODM is reading off the Vince text. <laughs> and it's a thing from Jane Silent Bob where they go to movies <laughs> and they're writing back, you guys are going to eat our shit and then you're going to shit out that shit and you're going to eat your own shit. <laughs> and that's pretty much what you did sound like last week. Yeah. Hey, not of my own volition. I mean, that's that's. I was just reading quotes here. I, you know, what, I got, what am I going to do here? Uh, anyway, Bam Bam says uh, Goldberg's mind should be on Super Bowl and on me. And Bam Bam quotes the article where Goldberg is quoted as saying is he's going to make everybody at WCW adopt an animal this year. To which Bam Bam says, yeah, fine, that's good. I'll take his old lady. I'll put her on a leash. I'll walk her once or twice. I'll feed her Elpo. <laughs> Fucking gold. Why have we here. not had Bam gold. Bam on TV more? You know what I mean? Like I, that was that was fantastic. It was awesome. Goldberg comes to the ring, Gene Powders. There's a spear. There's a brawl. There's a pull apart. Same as it's always been. Mm-hmm. Next, DDP's in the back. He's talking to Rita, somebody who's apparently got a TV show on some channel that he's going to be on. Uh, she does like bad wrestling impersonations. And then there's a random guy sitting on the chair on the couch next to him who's on the phone. And I'm pretty sure it's the older brother from the Wonder Years. It is. I uh, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. I don't need you know Buster to do a uh, fact check. Uh, it's the one that it's Wayne, the one who plays Wayne in. Uh, he's the ki- he's a kid he, in B- Pee Wee's Big Adventures, who's yes, the movie star oh who has the bike. God. Yep, Mother Superior. I just went. <laughs> action. He... <laughs> well, I'll take it. So he. <laughs> He's actually, if you go back to like 1992, three, four, five, he was a big part of like the Ted Turner WCW TBS Corporation thing. Worked with Eric Bischoff and shit. He was, he's been around. Like he's not, uh, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I haven't seen him on TV in a very long time wrestling wise at that point. But yep, that was him. What made me laugh is the, uh, the lady, the one that was doing all those different impersonations, then she does one of the loudest, feel the bang! And I was like, Jesus Christ, I had to turn the TV down after that one. <laughs> and uh, look at me multitasking, that tells you how awesome I am. Jason Hervey, that's who it is, Jason Hervey from The Wonder Years, that's the guy that, yeah, he, he, he yeah. Yeah, at this that point, the, the only note. next to him. Yeah, the only thing that I had written down after that is, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> is that the guy from the Wonder Years? The show am I watching right now? Where's Winnie? <laughs> I'd much rather see Winnie. Kevin Next. was just a whiny little brat. No wonder she never wanted him. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm, no, I was going to go down. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next we got <laughs> yeah, Kenny Chaos versus DDP. DDP wins. Uh, next, we see Canyon... And Raven at Versace. Uh, I think uh, Canyon says Versace. And Raven looks at the camera. Raven looks at the camera and says, what a maroon. And we get Canyon and a fashion show montage. Highlight of his career at this point. It's better than him saying, do you really want to love me to fucking take her with the lisp? (laughs) Do you really want to make me? No, he didn't do it. Do you really want to love me? I know. I was Jesus. I was actually more thinking of the 
Boy George lookalike in uh, Wedding Singer. What was it? Uh, uh, the Arquette one singing it. Yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, next, you get Canyon and Raven. They're back from the clubs. They pull into the fucking garage. Garage door starts going down. They hear the car pull up. Oh, no, the witch is home. They scurry back into the house. And Canyon comes down. You see he's just putting his regular clothes back on. Oh, you know, they were they were really touch and go there lately. Raven comes down. She's like, oh, Scotty, are you okay? Raven walks away and looks at the camera again. She's not too bright, is she? <laughs> I could have watched this as a full-blown sitcom back then. It only gets better. Cat comes to the ring with Sonny Ono. Tells it tells Wayne, "Fat boy, sit down. I'll come after you and your girlfriend." Fucking great. Stevie Ray's in the black and white locker room. He tells Vince, "Hey man, the cat's calling you out. Man, he's talking about your mom and your brother and all that. You need to go take care of that." Hey, tell Vince, go out there and pretend you know how to wrestle. Oh, dude, I was cracking up Vince because he was like, he's calling you out. He's talking about your mama, your brother, like all the, <laughs> he was just trying to get anybody to go do it but him. Vince's best work, Vince, Vincent's best work since being in WCW. No bullshit. Yeah. I was cracking up watching this shit. So Vince better. Yeah, yeah. Vince tries. On, I was gonna say, Vince tries again to, to to pawn it off on a uh, disco doucher. Uh, you know, hey, the cat's talking shit about it. Disco's not buying it. It's probably the smartest he'll ever look on WCW TV. <laughs> so Disco just walks away, and Vince says, "All right, I guess I'll fucking have to go do this." And Vince actually wrestles a full match. I mean, it, you know, it's fucking what five, six, seven minutes long. Um, mm-hmm. Cat ends up getting crotched on the turnbuckle, and Vince. Gets a win on TV. So if you were doing Fantasy League back then, you accidentally had to draft him. <laughs> I saw more screenshots from this year. Those fucking... Th- th- these idiots don't know what the hell they're doing. They're all going to lose. Oh, oh my... <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Last. It's fucking terrible. Uh, no, but it's funny because I, I literally thought to myself, I was like, when's the last time I saw Vincent have this long of a match? I'm like... Christ, I think it was the SummerSlam against DiBiase. I think, yeah. The million dollar, million dollar title. title. Yeah. High Probably. man. V-I-R-G-I-L. There, <laughs> there's a, uh, one of the wrestling YouTubers I watched. Uh, I haven't really watched much lately, but uh, I'll send it to you after as he talks about Virgil, you know, in his career. Okay. And he actually has some footage, like indie footage of him. Like oh, before, I think, before, I think, I think it might have been after WC. Actually, no, I think it was before WWE. Yep, F. There's some footage. Oh, so pre-slave. Yeah. <laughs> pre-slave, yes. I think he was basically like a, a James Brown knockoff, pretty much, if I remember correctly. Oh, dear God, please send me that. <laughs> I will send it to you. Um, Post you see- that to the fucking the show. Let everybody see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kimberly, we see Kimberly. She's going to the car, and Steiner's following her. DDP was on the other side of the car. He comes out. He attacks Steiner. Security's trying to break. You know, he tells Kimberly, get in the car. So she gets in the car and on the passenger side. Security's trying to break it up. And during the melee, Scott Steiner gets away, gets in the car and drives off with Kimberly in the passenger seat. Loops back at going full speed and just throws Kimberly out of the moving car. What the fuck is going on in this fucking show? Okay, clearly stunt double. Oh, clearly. Or 
because she never you noticed her head moving well, anything. She had her head down just right. Yeah, um, let's, they, let's... they took her off camera where she can keep screaming for a second, and they focused on DDP. Then he comes around with the car, and another lady jumps out. That's my 100% theory on that. 100%. And just to take it a step further, Kimberly is wearing black pants, a black leather jacket, a black cap, hair is tied back. So just to, to make it more generic looking so it's easier to, to, to pull off that slight angle. Tell hand. me the last time Kimberly's dressed like that ever. 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 Yep. 100%. Yeah. She's still smattering things out loud when she is, uh, even when she's being stalked. Not tonight. Nope. Tonight she looks like she's on the night watch committee. Yeah, right? Yeah, it looks like she's about to fucking go rob somebody. And Kimberly comes out of the car. What the fuck is going on? They put her in a neck brace on the backboard. Yeah, and they get her in the ambulance. They drive off. Meanwhile, Zabisco's in the men's room giving platitudes to Bischoff. Bischoff's reading USA Today, not paying attention. And then Zabisco runs him down for not cleaning the floor, tells him to bleach the floor. And we see Bischoff pour something into the mop bucket. Next, you get Bret Hart versus Piper for the U.S. title. I don't remember that from the promo. I remember him saying he had to face Piper tonight. I don't remember him saying it was for the title. But then again, the way that Flair was cutting that promo and just screaming all the time, he might have said it, and I just missed it. I don't know. Was the WCW did this again recently, or was it WWF that had did it? No, it was WCW. All of a sudden, the title was just on the, <laughs> yeah, where the, all of a sudden, title's on the line. We're like, was it supposed to be? Yeah, right. Oh yeah. no! The fucking I think the finger poke of doom actually was never actually said to be for the world. That's title. right. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yep, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yep, hundred uh, percent. At one point, Hart gets low blowed by Piper. The trainer comes out to check on his groin. Match comes to a dead stop. He plays possum for about a full minute and then just no sells and goes right after Piper. Uh, I knew it. I knew nothing yeah. was wrong with his groin. Of course, it. even though he still sells it after that. One point, Bret Hart pulls uh, Sasso over the guardrail, starts choking him. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Piper gets Bret Hart in a sleeper. We get a backwards corner bump into the ref because WCW, the double clothesline spot. Sasso just starts cheering from ringside. Hart pulls the Nux out. Piper gets an inside cradle with no ref. Hart's able to use the Nux on Piper. He's trying to wake the ref up so he can get a pin. And as Hart is starting to pull the ref towards him to get a pin, Will Sasso grabs the ref's feet, and they have a tug of war with the ref, which is just enough time for Piper to come in, roll up Hart. Ref is in three count. In 1999, Roddy Piper is the WCW U.S. champion. Most irrelevant title of the era, but still, it's something. Sad because it was not the most irrelevant title, like... Two, three years before that. It, like was, it was a big win. It was big. DDP defeated Kurt Hennig at uh, Starcade in 97. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Here we are. Johnny B. Bad. It's nothing. Steve, uh, yeah. Steve Austin. Oh, totally. I'm just talking about like even recently. Recent years, but then yeah. it just went to dog shit. Mm-hmm. Pretty much since Brett won it. guy's worried about his dick all the time. He's like, well, Dan Day's a great wrestler. My dick hurts. <laughs> Too bad that can't be an episode name. <laughs> uh, main event Scott Hall and Kevin Nash versus Disco I'm sorry with Disco Dingleberry versus Flair and Mongo uh, I saw a Flutie Flake sign that was fun I did see that um, again we cut away from a match because why wouldn't we to see uh, Tori Wilson get to the hotel room says I'm going to go freshen up 
Back to the ring for the horseman entrance. Flair locks on a figure four on Hall. Cut to a split screen. Hogan's backstage, goes to the locker room. Bischoff opens the door, hands him a bucket. I'm guessing it's the one with bleach in it. Hogan comes out to ringside and just straight throws bleach into fucking Mongo's face. What the fuck is going on? Uh, maybe it's because they were on a pose I actually liked this show. You know, I was like, ah, it's not that bad. But I guess when you have nothing to compare it to, you're like, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe it is pretty that bad. <laughs> so Flair's on his own. Hogan's in the ring. Flair double nut shots the outsiders. Disco tries to go after Flair. He gets a nut shot. Goldberg out. Spears Disco. Bam, bam out. Goes after Goldberg. The bell rings for some fucking reason. And <laughs> Flair and Goldberg are in the ring. This is how they took advantage of no raw. Good night, folks. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> the bell rings. <laughs> it really was like four minutes late. They're like, you know what? Maybe we should call DQ. We don't have any other wrestlers in the back. Now we should call DQ. Exactly. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, I take it back. It was not that good a show. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Just some parts. I, it. I thought Vincent was great. The whole, Yo, man, he's talking about your mama. You got to go out there, man. I thought that was great. I thought the Raven stuff was great with the, hmm, he still doesn't get it. Or he just doesn't get it. I thought that shit was hysterical. Maybe it was just that stuff was great. Everything else was not tremendous. Yeah. Well, at least Chucky's not there anymore, right? I mean, he was feuding with Rick Steiner for a couple of weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Onward and upward, right? I mean, it's not like anything in WCW can get worse and, like, they'll go out of business. Nah. That'd be a movie. That'd be a good movie, like a drama-type movie. Hey! Today, just so you know, for our drama movies ODM, I only have three columns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're doing, so a couple weeks ago we did the horror version and scary version of uh, just kind of some of our favorites and riffing, which led to me actually watching The Lost Boys for the first time, which is noise. Different in its own way. Uh, I, I could see why it's a cult classic. Um, it's amazing when a little kid like Corey Haim is a better actor than the the guy who's playing his older brother, Michael. He is a, not a good actor. I just... No. But that's why we call it a cult classic. This week, do you have any cult classics, do you think, and is in dramas? I think I may have a couple here and there. Definitely, definitely. And I think most of mine are, well... I wouldn't say that, no. There's definitely some in there, though. So here's one for you. You know, you and I, we talked about it. We're like, it's hard to do this one because it could be labeled action. You know what I mean? Like, certain ones could be yeah. very easily labeled action. And I'm like, you know, like, do you put Beverly Hills Cop action or do you put it comedy? I'd have to say probably more action than comedy, but you know what I mean? Like, it's a hard split on certain things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I'm just actually curious. It's not even on my list. What would you rank Dazed and Confused? Not like a dramedy. I don't even know what the fuck you want to call it. Like, I'd say it's a comedy. 
there, there's some serious yeah. undertones at time, you know, some definitely like life lessons and things we can all relate to. Ultimately, it's a comedy, though. Yeah. All right. Well, stop talking about comedies. We're talking about drama this week. Hey, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, take it away. Well, you know, I was making the list and <clears throat> excuse me. Damn. I, I had movies that I was like, man, I, I could just encompass this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go very vague and very general here with some examples. I'm just going to say almost any Christopher Nolan movie or any Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, I'll, I'll give you some examples from both. For Tarantino, I think ones that are more drama suspenseful are Reservoir Dogs and True Romance, his first couple of movies. Uh, Reservoir, Dogs, Reservoir Dogs are mine. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs, very suspenseful. Uh, and True Romance, very, you know, I'd say more dramatic with some suspense in there. Uh, Christopher Nolan, though, Memento, Inception, Dunkirk, I mean, just to name the three big ones, I mean, those are very suspenseful and, and dramatic movies. Um, so, you know, I, I'm going to say those specific examples from those, but I mean, pretty much almost any movie those two uh, directors make. Wow, you got them split up by directors. Fuck, I'm fucked. <laughs> no, it's, it's single <laughs> movies after this. It's not a very long movie. <laughs> no, and it's, it's funny you say that because, all right, uh, you know, I'm a collector of events, things like that. I'm also a collector of movies and I have a bunch, you know, on a hard drive. So mine happened when I was just looking through the hard drive to think about certain things. Mm. It happens to go semi in an alphabetical order. It's not on purpose. It's not like, you oh, know, I was like, well, I'm going to do this in alphabetical order for you. It just happens to work out that way. But then sometimes when you write one, you're like, oh shit, what about this one? Right. Um, so I'll just kind of go in random order. I will say, I, I will slash these off my list early then. So I did have Reservoir Dogs on there. Um, I did put Pulp Fiction on there because I'm not sure you want to call it a straight action. I think it's more of uh, a drama. It, it, yeah. it's, it, to me, it is. It's suspenseful, at least. And Hateful Eight from Quentin Tarantino. Definitely. Very big drama. You know, it just good. You know, it's a modernized Western, if you will. So, but after I got those uh, Tarantinos off my list here, I'll throw a couple of uh, gems for you. A Bronx Tale. Mm. I mean, just one of my absolute favorites growing up. Uh, Gran Torino, which I believe we've referenced a couple of times on this show. Clint Eastwood's yep. classic. Um, Boys in the Hood. I know we've talked about that several times. That's a great, it's a, you know, it's a very hard drama. Um which is funny because I just saw it not too long ago. And as soon as the mother started saying, I go, Psh, she can't say it as good as Razor Ramon. You ain't shit. You ain't going to be shit. You just love your daddy. <laughs> I still <laughs> love shit. completely random and out of nowhere. Um, yeah. After the the Vince news, I, I thought, and I, and I was listening. I think it was the week. I think it was Christmas when you did the, the clip show. Vince Vince McMahon doing Gloria Love by Chicago. That's <laughs> oh one of my, my all times. That's one of my all time favorites. <laughs> That's a different uh, meaning now. And I'll I'll end it here for a moment to pass it back to you. But let me ask you: Have you ever seen the movie with Kevin Costner, A Perfect World? No, I'm not familiar with that one. So, it is where it's like 1993 ish, and Clint Eastwood is in this as well. As well as I want to say, Laura Dern is her name. Um, Eastwood is like a U.S. Marshal or whatever, trying to find Kevin Costner, who escaped from jail, and he ends up kidnapping at a house this little boy, and he's like, "Oh, his family is Jehovah's Witness, so 
uh, this little boy. And so he's never gotten to have uh, Halloween and shit like that. And he dresses him up as Casper the, the Friendly Ghost. That's kind of a, uh iconic thing of the movie or whatever. But uh, excellent fucking movie. Kevin hmm. Costner, A Perfect World. I want to say 93-ish if I had to take a guess. There you go. Well, perfect segue. I will also pick a Kevin Costner movie, The Untouchables. Bodyguard? Oh. No. <laughs> Untouchables. Uh, he plays Elliot Ness. It's about Prohibition and uh, Al Capone. That whole story. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, uh, let's Never watched see. that one. No? I should. Pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, it's funny because he plays a very wholesome version of Elliot Ness when Elliot Ness was actually kind of a badass and oddly enough fighting prohibition or or fighting you know illegal uh, you know smuggling of booze and all that stuff. But he was a pretty heavy drinker himself. A little fact for you there. Uh, let's okay. see. Uh, we'll go with some of the big ones here. I'm gonna save some of the uh, maybe the unexpected ones. Um, we'll go with a couple mob movies here. Uh, the Godfather series uh, obviously has to be on there, um, and then uh, The Departed as well. I mean, I think I think Departed is a, an excellent definition of drama and suspense, right? Departed is on mine as well, um, and it's funny because I believe same director, Goodfellas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Casino, to be honest and, with you. And Casino, yeah. Again, I guess Scorsese, you might as well put in that lump category of pretty much everything he does. Yeah. Uh, and Scorsese actually did The Irishman, which is on Netflix. It was haven't Netflix seen it release. yet. Yeah. Yeah, if you have to fucking carve out three-plus hours or some shit like that <laughs> to know. watch it. Um, and that's not even a, an exaggeration. I believe it's like three hours and 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Yep. Yeah. Make it like it's a two-part movie. Like, remember how you, things used to come out on Sunday night and then Monday night on, like, ABC two-part series? Treat it like that. It's a long-ass movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, good movie, very very good movie with Al Pacino as well with De Niro. De Niro, yeah. Um, I have that with Goodfellas. Um, kind of adding to that same. Nope, I couldn't. I couldn't segue. Sorry. <laughs> oh wait, another Martin Scorsese, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what else would you really categorize it as? For what you mean, like, versus a drama or yeah. not? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's funny parts, but it's also like, yo, a lot of these things that he's saying are all drug-fueled, you know what I mean? It's not exactly funny. It's funny when right. you see him driving completely shit-faced and find, on quaaludes <laughs> and all that shit. And, you know, the it's delayed response, funny when you watch yeah. it, but <laughs> put yourself in a real-life situation, it just became a drama. Yep, 100%. Guessing. Yep. <laughs> or him trying to steal uh, his daughter and crashing immediately oh, after. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things in that movie. That's just poor all of them. Anyway, yeah. Uh, wow, you just threw me for a loop on that. Oh, Shawshank Redemption. Since Ooh, we talked about one. Boggs last week. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent logo by you, by the way. That was, yeah, uh, I love it. You know, we tried it. We tried a, a little, you know. Kayfabe to the show. We try to pace, you know, ourselves back and forth. Who does what, you know? And the fact that you did that one, that was just tremendous. I love that logo. <laughs> New favorite. You, uh, you, you definitely topped it off great by putting the title name in an appropriate place and color. <laughs> and color. The color was the detail, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, training day. I mean, I, very little action. I would say more into the drama, if you will, especially definitely drama suspense first too. Day for a cop. 
Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that um, scene at the end. You ever seen One Eight Seven with Samuel Jackson? Samuel L. Jackson, are you done? Chops off the dude's yep. finger, gives it back to him, and writes, "Are you done on it?" Method Man's in the and beginning then, of him. That's the one who gets him with the fucking homemade yep. shiv. Yeah, and then him and whatever the dude Rodriguez or whatever at the very end with the fucking Russian roulette with the Russian gun. roulette. God damn, fucked up, fucked up. Very and yeah. I and yeah, this oh such a good movie. And yeah. you know, I had to write it down because it was a teacher one. I I was gonna say like the substitute. I like that one with oh, Tom uh, Berenger. No, uh, yes, that one's Tom Berenger. You know, Berenger, um, the principal. I like that one, but it's with oh. Belushi and uh, who's uh, dude in Iron Eagle, Chappie, Louis Gossett Jr. That's the guy. That's the guy. Yes, it's also in Digstown. You ever seen that with uh, uh, James Woods? Where he's, no. he's an old time boxer and James Woods is a <laughs> shitey promoter. Good movie. Anyway, uh, but Dangerous Minds mm. might get a little flack for that, but uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as a teacher, I like that one. Not a bad. They're one. spending most of their lives living in a gangster's paradise. It's you know. God damn it! <laughs> You're welcome. Your turn. Well, another good transition. You're talking school movies. I'm gonna pick a st- school movie. Lean on me. Oh, that's on here as well. Excellent. Is one. it? Is it? Okay. There yes, you go. Yes, it is. Yeah, fantastic. I'm not movie. kidding uh, when I say I have three columns, my man. You'll be dead in a year. <laughs> another episode. <laughs> you know, son. Remember Vince? Kills your rain sales. <laughs> that was another Vince logo. <laughs> oh my god, that was such a good one. That was, and that's when the fair east side is like the hidden track or some shit. I don't remember what it was. Um, in a year. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I don't know how many you have, so I'll rattle off a few here. Uh, another one that's you know I, I've talked about being one of my favorites all the time, Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, really, a, an example of your old school drama suspense movies, you know, from back in the day. Yep. So, a classic there. Um, one I, I don't remember if we talked about this, if you had ever seen it or not, uh, and if you have seen it since, uh, No Country for Old Men. I have not seen it since, but the plan is there. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy movie. Uh, another one I think we've talked about before, Usual Suspects. Oh, such a good one. It, yeah. it, it's not on my list, surprisingly. Uh, that's the one that you introduced me to. and Man, it was great. I couldn't wait to talk about it the next day because it was on like our movie of the week to happen. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. going to watch this whole thing. and I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> like yeah. The whole time, reading everything mm-hmm. in front of him. Such a good one. That's a really, really good one crazy i got six left so how do you want to do this do you i mean i don't know if you want oh, to you may want to let me just rattle through a little okay bit here. <laughs> there you go that's what i figured i'll stop on ones or or you raise your hand when you feel like you want to say something about them you got but, it um you know i'm a big fan of eddie and the cruisers uh just great mm-hmm. back in the 80s yep. about a band uh mystic river talked about here on the show mm-hmm. the sean penn movie yep. uh, i figured that was going to be on there real good yeah real good drama um John Q, and I've talked about that on here before as well. That's the mm-hmm. one with Denzel trying to save his son. Yep. Uh, Bad Boys, and I don't mean uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. I'm talking about the one with Sean Penn and S.A. Morales um, hmm. from like 1983, 4 or 5 or some shit like that where they're <clears> in. <throat> it's kind of like a juvenile penitentiary. Great. I think you talked about this one on the show too. Yep. American History X. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. 
deep, fucked up, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty goddamn real at the same point with a lot of the stuff that's going on. There was going on too. Right. Um, again, these are a lot in the alphabetical order. So American beauty, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that yes, okay. He is trying to bang his daughter's friend. Um, it's a guy really stuck on that mundane life, nine to five and wanting to get out and, you know, just him smoking pot and working out. He feels like he's 18 again. You know what I mean? It's, 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 I thought it was a well done movie, but then, you know, art imitated life for him. Uh, almost famous, which I was, I'm always mm, a very big fan. What of a great almost movie. So uh, excellent movie. We just watched it not too long. <clears throat> um, Argo. You ever watch that one? Hmm. No, ben uh, Affleck. Ben, a- ben Affleck. Yeah, no, I've never seen that one. And uh, Al uh, Arkin, a- Alan Arkin, a- Alan Arkin. Yep. Yeah, great movie. Real, real good movie. Uh, Uncut Gems, mm. one of the best movies I ever would have not imagined Adam Sandler being in. I heard he was fantastic in it. Oh, such a good movie. Um, very suspenseful. Like has your heart beating as you're watching it like fuck dude holy shit like i it's very very good movie well done blow johnny depp mm-hmm. you know i've talked about that a lot uh glenn gary glenn ross great sales movie and also boiler room which has coffee ben affleck and and uh, yeah the coffee coffee yeah, is for closers. closers yep and boiler room um you ever seen breakdown with kurt russell where his wife is kidnapped and he's trying to chase it after the guy who's a trucker. No. It's like one of those ones where it has a touch of action, but it's more of that drama suspense movie. And I'll pause here for you after these next three. Cadence with Charlie Sheen. Where his dad, Martin Sheen, hmm. is a drill sergeant and he's in like a boot camp because he got drunk, got tattoos on his wrist, all this shit. It's a real good movie. Catch Me If You Can with uh, Tom Ooh, Hanks and Leo. Yeah. You know what people don't talk about? Everybody's like, oh, Christmas this, Christmas that for Die Hard and all this stuff. Catch Me If You Can is a Christmas movie. Multiple Christmases, yeah. yeah they're always meeting on Christmas, mm-hmm. and it's multiple times. I mean, it, there's a lot of Christmas music that plays in it. No one talks about that one being a Christmas music movie. Interesting. Um, and the one I'll take a pause. Dead Presidents. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. You remember, uh, this was may have been offline. It was offline a couple of weeks ago. I talked to you about a certain actor, and I said the guy that was holding uh, the dead head uh, in mm-hmm. the army, that's yep. the movie. It was Dead Presidents. Ah, okay. Makes sense. He was like, I'm keeping it for, <laughs> for good luck. They're like, you're burying that motherfucker. <laughs> All right. How many should I roll through here? Half, the whole thing? You have six? I have six. God, you're pathetic. Hey, Give me we can't two. all be winners. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll just, I'll just, uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, how about this? Stand by me because we talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually have that on here. Surprisingly, it's a yeah. great movie. And here's one that I don't think would be on your list. I'll be shocked if it is. Serpico. Dude, that's on my list. Is it really? No, it's not. <laughs> Al Pacino playing a cop, uh, based on a true story of a true cop uh, in New York City uh, during times of heavy corruption within the police force. Uh, Serpico was an honest cop, wouldn't take bribes, wouldn't take payouts, made his uh, co-workers very uncomfortable. He was ostracized by the New York Police Department, and they basically shot him in the face and set they set him up uh, during a raid 
and shot him in the face. He survived, and to this day, he's still basically blackballed by the New York uh, Police Department. So, great movie. Uh, Charlie What's Kelly. What's the famous line from this movie? Um, something about City Hall, I think. There was the episode where Charlie so Kelly. Charlie Kelly. That's yeah, that he's playing Serpico. Okay, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, he's you playing, wanna, he's here's playing your mixtape, and it's the Spin Doctors. I'll actually, I, I, I have to show you a picture uh, when I when I had my hair cut. When I was growing my hair out long, you know, there's that midpoint where it's almost shoulder length, mm-hmm. right? And I was at a friend's wedding, uh, and I had on a white shirt, and I had on, like, you know, the hat. And somebody was like, you look like Serpico. I did a side-by-side. It's kind of eerie. I'll have to show you sometime. It's kind of funny. Which can make you understand as to why the first time I met you, I was like, yo. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think he's a drug dealer. No. I. Uh, couple randoms here and i'll fly through flight i know we've talked about it was a banana boat banana boat you know we've done that banana boat. hands off the merch uh, pal <laughs> i like when he offers the bump to the cops and they're like ah, <laughs> no no not us um first time felon with omar epps hmm. good movie uh he's a first time felon <clears throat> south central Ever seen that one? Deuces? I, I think I haven't seen that one in fucking forever since it came out, probably. Guy goes to jail, comes out, and his little kid is uh, involved with his former crew, the Deuces. And, yeah, great movie. Uh, Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks, where he goes hmm. to a half heaven and Rip Torn. Is that the guy that... Wait, is, who's Rip, is Rip Torn the guy that's in the wheelchair in uh, Dodgeball? Yes. Okay. He's his lawyer, and you get to watch back certain parts of your life. And were you strong and brave enough, or did you pussy out, basically? And do you have to go back and try it again, or are you worthy enough to move on? Great movie. It's like PG at best. Um, You know what I mean? But very well done. It's funny. Um, Great movie. Great drama. Uh, Gridiron Gang with The Rock. Big fan of it. Um, you know, it's all about him teaching a bunch of misfit youths who are in like a, I think kind of like a juvenile detention center to play football. And they end up playing against like other high schools. Hustle and flow. Mm. You know, it's hard out there for a pimp. Into the Wild. I've talked about this one before. The Emil Hirsch movie where he wants to go just live in, a, in uh, Alaska. Just camp out there. La Bamba. Mm, very good. Back from the 80s. Lucas. Richie! <laughs> Richie! You were, yo, if you listen to that song, uh, Sleepwalker, you don't Sleepwalker. scream Richie at the end of it. Yeah, Sleepwalker. <laughs> if you don't scream Richie, you're a psycho. Uh, Lucas, with Corey Haim trying to be on the football team. Yep. Ah, oh, throw it to Lucas! Then he gets creamed, dies. No, he doesn't die. <laughs> Million Dollar Baby. Clint Eastwood, and yeah. I believe what's that? Hillary Swank. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Boss. Not hot. I no one said she was. Oh, are you trying to do the thing from The Office? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say she was. If I would bang her, I said, "Is she hot?" Um, the movie O. Likely, I doubt you've watched this with Mackay Pfeiffer and Julia Stiles. It is an adaptation of Othello but it's a high school thing where he is. Okay. Uh, Mackay Pfeiffer is on the basketball team. V- 
Real good movie. I like how it was done. Uh, Poetic Justice. Panic Room. I, I would have put mm. it a couple of weeks ago on the horror one, but I felt like it was more of a suspenseful one. Jodie Foster Definitely. and mm-hmm. a very young Kristen Stewart. Very, very young, who I mistaken for half the movie as a fucking boy and apparently is a girl the whole fucking time. Swear to God, until she says her fucking name, I'm like, what? <laughs> we got to start this movie over. It's gender fluid. Uh, and, uh, and I'll take a break here with a couple of favorites. The Town with Ben Affleck. Uh, rock star Mark Wahlberg. And Rudy. Rudy Poo Candy Ass. No, Rudy's a classic. Come on, well. <clears throat> it's a classic. You can't go wrong with it. So I I added one while you were talking. So I'll do three and then I'll I'll leave with a couple more. Um Black Mass. Ooh, excellent. Yeah, great movie. Uh let's see. Uh American Psycho. The business cards. Oh God. He's fucking trembling. You know, He's trembling, the, looking at it. <laughs> that and I got. I got to be honest. I can't hear the name Huey Lewis in the news without thinking of him. Just the <laughs> the walking, all of it. It's like that's just so good. I've seen people go with that as uh, a Halloween costume. Halloween, and, yeah. Like being him, so good. Uh, and here's one. And we're going back a little bit. A time to kill. Ooh, uh, is that Samuel L. Jackson? Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, Kiefer Sutherland. Bullock. Another Kiefer Sutherland one on there. Oh, shit. Nice. Excellent. Nice. That's a good one. Uh, and that's where you said you were taking your break, right? I got two left unless I add one and think of one uh, on the clock. So, uh... A couple just random down the line. Saturday Night Fever is just, it's just a good one, man. A guy in his dream wants to dance. You're not a fan of Saturday Night Fever? Okay. No, I can't say I am. I like the scene in Airplane where they mimic it. There is that. <laughs> We're not doing comedies, ODM. Uh, Soul Food. Ever seen that one? With, uh, is Soul Plane on after that one, too? <laughs> no, this is actually a very good drama with, like, I don't know, every famous black person at that time in 1990. Tyler Perry? all were in this movie. No, this is, uh, like, Neil Long, <laughs> Mackay Pfeiffer was in this, uh, Vanessa Williams, a um, whole bunch of people, and they're all one big family, and they got Big Mama. They all hang at Big Mama's house, and I don't mean the Martin Lawrence Perry. Big Mama's house. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry? <laughs> Moving along uh, with a couple of music ones. I didn't mind Straight out of Compton. Big fan of uh, Walk the Line and Ray. Bohemian mm. Rhapsody. Oh, Ray. Yeah. Not yeah. too bad. Ray was, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like Dewey Cox's movie. Again, it's talking about comedy, but making Walk fun of the whole. <laughs> yeah, the, but the whole beginning with, uh, I cut my brother in half. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, but then also with a couple, another music one, The Dirt, the Motley Crue movie. Hmm. I mean, you know, uh, I, I'm easy to amuse. You ever seen, you ever heard of the movie The Deep End of the Ocean where Michelle Pfeiffer loses her kid and like no. eight years later surfaces? Dead or alive? Alive. Hmm. 
living with a family like two blocks over. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Good movie. Real, real, real good movie. It wasn't really Michelle Pfeiffer's kid, though, just so you know. The okay. Good Son. If you ever want to see a fucked up version of uh, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah. Yep, yep. Speaking of Elijah Wood, this is where my segue went on this. Radio Flyer. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a tear. That's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a real tough one, man. Yeah. And Tom Hanks is your narrator. narrator. Yeah. Or not, no, he's not, actually not the narrator. Someone else narrates it. He's just older version of Elijah Wood. He doesn't narrate. Oh, that's right. It's been, that's a tough one to watch. Very fucked up. Makes you really think about those old school uh, stoves with a cord in it. Pressure cooker. Yeah, pressure that. cooker. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, the pressure cooker. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about them putting the cord in the... Uh, the stove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that... Don't ever oh, spill anything, right. ever. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, And I'll actually end mine here, just for you. Legend of Billie Jean. We've talked about that before. Mm. And even though he was a bitch, and he slapped Chris Rock, Pursuit of Happiness with uh, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. If, have you ever watched that one? No, I have not couple famous scenes, you know, where he goes in looking like dog shit with paint all over himself for an interview. That's a real good part. But also a uh, pretty famous one is him trying to figure out a Rubik's Cube uh, while trying to beat a clock, basically, if you will. I like it. It's a very, very well done movie. Uh, good tearjerker, to be honest with you. It was certain parts. You feel real bad. Uh, but yeah, that's, that is my drama list. Not bad, not bad. I think I got two you'll appreciate. Uh, the first one is Falling Down. How did I not remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I'm Man, surprised. That one, I, I'm like, it is, but good amount of action, too, for how many fucking people he goes and kills. Yeah, and some comedy, too. You know? Comedy, the McDonald's thing. Oh, my Look God. Look at this thing. Look how little this is. Everybody, I think go we got a eat. critic here. Eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> When the lady throws up. <laughs> uh, this says then, no fucking other people sit on this fucking rock. This means you. Yeah, maybe it was in fucking English. I could fucking read it. Uh, you feel so bad for Robert Duvall in that movie. Yeah. He didn't even want to kill him. Mm-hmm. He was just having a bad fucking day. God damn. Just Good movie. A bad day. I can't believe yep. I forgot that one. Yep, I'm Duvall surprised is too. also in John Q. Oh no, shit! Yeah, hmm. yeah, very nice. Uh last one, Heat. That's uh, De Niro and Val Kilmer, right? And Pacino. And Pacino. Believe it or not, I haven't watched that one. Get the not fuck out of here! I just think I haven't. It I, is it's not on anything I've seen. It is a classic. Do you remember back in the day uh, in L.A., there was these bunch of people that robbed a bank, and they got like high on like cocaine and a bunch of barbiturates and shit, and maybe not barbiturates, but anyway, methamphetamine. Uh, and they were dressed head-to-toe in body armor with assault rifles, and they robbed this bank, and the cops caught up to them, and they basically just stood out there and just started shooting at them. And, like, they had a f- straight-out gunfight. I mean, like, that, that's the reason police departments have, like, tanks and armored vehicles now. 
Um, and they basically just had a shootout until they got killed. Um, it's based loosely on that. Cool. Uh, well, I don't need to see it anymore. It. My, since you my, just went through the entire my, scenario. And... <laughs> it's a small part of the movie, you dick. <laughs> anyway, if you're going to watch this movie, watch it with as, with as good surround sound as you can. Okay. Um, you know, even if you hook it up to a Bluetooth or something, like, I live in an RV, my man, we're pretty fucking limited. I know you do. You can get a Bluetooth speaker or something, but anyway, yeah, you definitely should watch that. Make that a priority. It's fantastic. I got those, uh, sweet ass PS4 headphones. I can look up or hook up. I'll, you know, awesome. Them, you know, and just pretend like I'm in there. Just put in earbuds. <laughs> just put in earbuds. Well, good list, man. Not not too bad. I, I uh, expected a little more out of you. Not like more like I just meant more uh, movies. You had more in the horror, surprisingly. I know, right? Well, here's the thing. A lot of those probably could have fallen in. I mean, Seven was one of them. Yep. I didn't want to reuse that one. You know, there's definitely some that could have been reused. Well, in a couple of weeks, it's our favorite pornos of all time. <laughs> Whatever's free and on the internet. Sunny side up. Sunny side down. Oh, yeah, we'll take it. When she one night in China. Down. Whatever the one that, uh, what's her name's in from TNA? Mickey James. She's in one. No, she isn't. <laughs> As the professor furiously types down a note for himself to remind himself. <laughs> I think I just fucked up our doc. All right. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. We appreciate it every time that you do. And next week when we're back, we are going to be talking about our Mount Rushmore's of managers. So that should be about a three and a half minute conversation, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to tie on two for sure. And both of them were heel managers. Two for sure. Two for sure. Go ahead. We'll say them right now. So Probably we'll three. Cut it out. Anyway. All right. No. Well, <laughs> catch you next week. There's no paper we have to cover uh, in real life time, but we do have to cover the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. We will be covering two Raws, a Nitro, a Partridge, and a Pear Tree. I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He's ODM. Five, four, three, two, one. One, two, three, four, five. Did your internet die again? The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks.
If you look up the picture, or Jesus Christ, it did it again! Oh my god! Da 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 da! I'm yes, loving it. Look- <laughs> Jesus Christ! For real, man. Oh my god! This is rough. It's rough in the streets. I don't know. I'm, I can I'm tell. Stuck. Anyway, uh, if you look up in the if you look up a picture in the dictionary, anyway. <laughs> uh, no, but I finally watched Lost Boys. Oh, nice. Because I hadn't. You know what I mean? Um, it's everything I kind of half thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely had some. I'm not gonna lie. When they stabbed the fucking uh, the dude from Bill and Ted's, yep. uh, I can never remember his name. Um, shit got real. And then in the house, like some of the haunted looking shit, go. Oh, okay. it does have a scary mm-hmm. sense to it. You're absolutely right. Corey Feldman steals the yep. fucking show in the end with the yo. It's Eddie Munster, <laughs> and then the oh great, you guys are just some blood sucking Brady bunch. And then I had to write it down. The other one that made me laugh. Yeah, well, we killed the one that looks like Twisted Sister. <laughs> fucking lost it. That was my favorite one. Good wrestling day, Mark is high as shit. <laughs> oh my god. Are you no. serious? Is this how we're starting? No. Oh I I was about to run with it, just so you know. Alright, but give it that was good. I'm not gonna lie. I was wow. Alright, here we go. Good wrestling day. Welcome back to the Wednesday show that you know brings the best kind of I fucked up. I can't. <laughs> I purposely didn't All of a sudden I rhymed and I was like, well, you gotta keep the rhyme going. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I, me, I don't like that it looks like Kiss Jericho is per- perpetually giving me blowing me a kiss. That is rather disturbing. <laughs> Good wrestling day. Welcome back, you wrestling nerds. It is I, the professor. And hey, shit, chicken nuggets are flowing like wine today. Hope you guys are ready because we are, it's 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So if, you know, you are waking up on the West Coast where I am, welcome uh, welcome back. Fuck, why am I, what the fuck is going on today? I can't, Jesus Christ, let me start over. (laughs) Well, we are giving them weather reports. <laughs> if you're over here on the I-95 in fucking California. Jesus. <laughs> All right. I swear to God, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, dude, I, I actually tried sending you a screenshot of it, and it wouldn't work. The video version of Jericho singing that song, it was oh. abysmal. I can only imagine, like yeah. Someone doing it at karaoke. What's that? He can't sing his own songs well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 